I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. Who is ready to hunt tonight as Steve cracks? Not a beer, folks. That's an energy drink because we're getting ready to dig in to some football card action. That's right. We're back on the quest entering week four. It's your host, Andy, a.k.a. AC, with my man, Scaladesi, a.k.a. the eBay hitman. Steve, Bears might be 0-3, but, and my Bucks might have lost Monday night, but we're winners. This we're, we're winners heading into week four. How you feeling, man? Feeling good, feeling good. I got uh, only one squad that's really uh, suffering in fantasy right now. But, you know, you look at the greater good. We got a lot of good things going on. And, Andy, I think it's one really good thing going on that uh, we may have gotten on last week's show that we want to share. Yeah, that's right, man. So the if you guys were tuned in last week, we put in a five-leg parlay on Underdog Fantasy. Actually, I don't know if we did both of these five-leg parlays on Underdog Fantasy or if it was just one, but we definitely did one. I, I didn't go back and actually watch and confirm. We definitely did this first one, and we won, man. We actually did it. We won two five-leg parlays and yes, a four-leg parlay, brother. <laughs> I got to shout out Derek Richard for this four-leg parlay. I put this one in on Sunday right before lock at 1 o'clock in a, uh, a Discord member-only live stream. And Derek said, over on Braxton Berrios. And we got there by half a yard. <laughs> we got there by half a yard. So, Derek, uh, I owe you, man, next time I come up to Boston. Uh, and uh, and But these five-leg parlays, man, we uh, we had a good week. You know, a lot of things panned out. Like we thought they would, uh, th that game between the Chargers and Minnesota turned into a back and forth shootout at the end. It started off a little slow. Uh, we had the freebies, and that's what's beautiful. Underdogfantasy.com, guys, promo code Quest. They give you freebies almost every week now, and it's it's usually like half a yard, half a yard on something. You're just picking over under on the stats. Promo code Quest gets you 100% instant deposit bonus. If you want to get in it with us this week, we're going to be doing a slip by the end of this video. But first, we want to start talking about making these bold predictions heading into the rest of the season because we've seen three weeks now, Steve, three weeks. Uh, so do you feel that you can make some approximations after now week three? Or do you feel like there's still a lot of question marks and we got to, we got to see more in week four? I think there's definitely a, a few things we can make some some general statements on, but it's a lot of football left, and even a team as pathetic as the Bears uh, could turn it around to some degree. I'm not expecting a miracle, but in the form of a functional offense, especially when you know Fields had a uh, top five, top six QBR over a seven week stretch last season. That's not like a magic trick. Like that's there's something to that. It's just a matter of uh, you know finding what made that work again. 
So speaking of Justin Fields, I think we may be talking about him every week only because like he's been one of the most underwhelming quarterbacks and just team performances as a whole with question marks after three weeks and the values on him have dropped so much. I, you know, when I look at the 2021 draft class, Steve, and I look at that hype coming in, man, we had Justin Fields. Uh, we had Justin Fields at the top of that with Trevor Lawrence, and we were really thinking he'd get there. And now he's gone down, you know, like 40%, 50% on some cards, pretty big prices. Uh, and now whenever I plug him in and I look at his hype index score, whoops, typed in 2020 there. I want to look at 2021, Steve. But yeah, he this is this is uh this has gone down a lot. So I'm gonna filter here by 2021 and come in here and look at the hype score now. Right now, based on how much he's throwing the ball, I got Mac Jones. And I know we wanna we wanna share some statistics with you guys, some analytics, uh, and talk about the differences in these quarterbacks and where they are in terms of fantasy and how that correlates over to football cards and their average resale values. We're gonna look at eBay and COMC. But Steve. Uh, this this app, as you know, and all you guys that are premium members out there, you have access to this app. You can see the hype score that takes into account how well they're doing above or below uh, how bad they're doing compared to their uh, projected fantasy output or their projected production on the field. And then we also take into account how old they are, uh, how, how young they are. Obviously, um, the, the team score, all that kind of stuff goes into this hype index score. So... Um, yeah, and then we show you the 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 amount of PSA cards, uh, cards in general. They're rookie cards specifically added to the PSA database over the past seven days, and this is their uh, the cheapest rookie ticket auto that they have right now listed on eBay for sale. Yeah, yeah, uh, interesting one at the top there, Mister Matt Jones, and actually I brought him up, Andy, before the stream for a notable reason. And, uh, you know, we're going to go over just, just for the quarterbacks right now, but in the standard scoring format, believe it or not, he is in the top 10. He is actually the ninth, uh, ninth overall in points for fantasy quarterbacks. And not to mention probably a free agent in basically every league, except for the deepest of leagues. So definitely worth noting there. Now, Andy, you might have a different scoring setting pulled up, um, whatever well, you have there. I'm using the Yahoo standard, which is what a lot of people use. You're, and you're looking at fantasy points per game, right? I'm looking at total fantasy points. So total fantasy points. But the thing is, he had this monster week one that buoyed him. And this was before he started, you know, kicking and punching guys in the balls again. Like, I don't know what it is with this guy and, frank, and freaking wanting to hit other dudes in their family jewels like what is why 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 mac that's like the number one thing as a as a man you know not to do but yet i saw some pretty convincing evidence that this is in fact what he did to sauce gardner and i know i saw him intentionally do it on monday night football to jaquan brisker a year ago and who knows how many times he's done it since then <laughs> yeah i mean there's a uh it's definitely something you don't do, but you know, there's a lot of dirty stuff that happens in football and, you know, call it out when you see it, man. There's, there's, uh, there's no excuse for that. While you're pulling that up, I, I definitely got to address something in the chat. A couple people saying that Miami is overhyped. 
I got news for you. They were crushing everybody last year before Tua got hurt. They are not overhyped. Not at all. <laughs> Let me say what's up to Rick. I see Rick out there. I really appreciate you, Rick. He picked us over the Republican debate. Uh, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, man. No politics here. I think we can all uh, agree unanimously that M Mac Jones should not be hitting anybody in their testicles. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Tucker, Republican or Democrat? Uh, we got Kenny Tucker in the house. Let's see, Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T in the house. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm Jay in, uh, Kidd. I don't know if Skylar Thompson is, but he was their quarterback in the playoffs last year. Scott, yeah, Scott. You know the thing is, Mike, uh, Mike White, and you look at the statistics right now. Mike White has a hundred percent deep ball completion percentage. <laughs> He's only thrown two passes, uh, and one of those was touchdown. So Carter reminded us yesterday on the Questcast that his favorite play right now in the market is Mike White. And I saw some interesting uh, Mike White listings earlier, and I was like, man, talk about handcuff and. And this is one thing I think is is uh, a critical strategy in sports cards, Steve, that goes under talked about, underutilized is handcuffing. I think far too often people put um, a lot of their eggs, maybe not all their eggs, but they put a lot of their eggs in the starter's basket, uh, only to be let down, disappointed if they were to get hurt or drastically underperform. But if you handcuff that starter, especially with sports cards, with the backup, because of how cheap you can potentially get the backup sometimes, if anything happens to that starter, all of a sudden you're you're making potentially, potentially 6 to 10x your investment uh, on good cards. We say that in quotation. We'll talk more about what good cards are in the stream. Let me say what's up to a couple more people real quick, Steve. Uh, Sean, Brian, um, Brian, Brian said um, he likes the Mike White call. Diamond Dog Sports. I like that name. Diamond Dog Sports. Beer greater than energy drinks. Hey, I got my beer tonight right here. Check this out. We got a Ooh. dead parrot, Florida Avenue Brewing Company. Very nice. Yeah. You'll have, you'll have to introduce me to, to that one when I'm down there next time. Light lager with sea salt and fresh limes. It's pretty tasty. And you know, it's a, uh, it's a Steve eBay hitman. I got the little... This was a when my kids were babies. This was like the milk purse. So <laughs> I got I got I got my second beer staying nice and refrigerated in the milk milk purse. Kovu knows what's up. He's in the house. Moto Blonde is in the house. Travis House is in the house. Still too early to write anyone off. I and that's the thing. We're through three weeks. Is it time to start writing people off and just say, hey, this is the assumption for these teams, like Tennessee, for example, Chicago. The the um, look at the Jets, you know, uh, Steve, I definitely, definitely got to get your take on the Jets and and how Robert Sala is all of a sudden now Mr. Apologetic is now like, all right. Yeah, Zach Wilson's bad because all the defensive players in the locker room are, are fed up, man. And they've got Matt Ryan reaching out, Carson Wentz reaching out, Colin Kaepernick writing a letter with all his references in there. And why he should run their practice squad. Um, I think we maybe touched on it last week, but a guy that could end up on the Jets if things don't go well this week. Who might that be, Andy? Kirk Cousins, perhaps. Wait, so 
Kirk Cousins, you think may be traded to the Jets? There is a there is a strong chance. It's it's not been formally discussed in the public, but uh, if they go zero and four, that team could come apart pretty quick. If they go zero and four, you've got Justin Jefferson. You know you want to pay him. You drafted Jordan Addison. He looks like he's going to turn out to be a champion. You got T.J. Hawkinson, so the weapons are incredible. The line sucks, though. The line is battling injuries. The offensive line, not good. So this is why Kirk Cousins, uh, one of the reasons why Kirk Cousins, even though he's been throwing like crazy, like he could be the number one quarterback in the NFL right now if it weren't for the poor protection rate he's been getting combined with the high pressure rate of the defenses he's been playing. You know, so... um yeah, I, I got to give Kirk Cousins a little bit of slack, but it's still Kirk Cousins. It's, it's primetime Kirk. Like, we talked about this last week. Justin Herbert kind of feels like he's becoming the new primetime Kirk, and they were playing each other, and they barely eked out a win. Uh, Keenan Allen right now. Keenan Allen is like – Keenan Allen in fantasy points, Steve? What What is your ranking show for Keenan Allen on the season? Let's I know we were talking about seasonal fantasy football rankings. Number two. Number two, wide receiver Not, in the NFL. He's exactly two points behind Tyreek. Who was drafting Keenan Allen in the first or second round? I, Andy, you know you know me. I might be the most pro-Keenan Allen guy in the room here. How many people passed up on uh, Keenan Allen for Mike Williams? How many people drafted Quentin Johnson over Keenan Allen? I doubt many did that. Not, but, o- not over him, but a lot of people were passing on him to get Mike Williams, Quentin Johnson later. And uh, as as of now, that's not looking like the move. Well, you know, so as long as Keenan Allen stays healthy, he's a great route runner. I think he, he's uh, he's he's going to be fantastic. Uh, I see SS in the house saying effortless 70. And uh, Chad, Chad, the legend. He is a Vikings fan, but not a Broncos fan. And early, uh, yesterday, I believe he said he would happily take Justin Fields if if uh, they were to be offered him. <laughs> Degenerate coming. All right, this is not this is not the Republican debate. Everybody, <laughs> um, unleaded uh, Taylor Swift and Kelsey. He's loving that new uh, the new couple, man. The new couple on the block. Yes, as a power couple right there. You know, you know what's interesting is let's say in a hypothetical world where you know he's on a he's in a contract year and cousins did get traded. The the craziest part of all of it is he could literally re-sign with the Vikings in the offseason. He he would be a rental effectively. He could be a rental man. Uh, yeah. Does this really help out his card values, though? Seems like a lateral shift. D- does a fresh, maybe just a fresh team, maybe just a tiny bump. It allows you to se- to sell and like get out and break even. I think that's what it does. You know, I think the only problem with Cousins' value right now is not that he's not doing well. In fact, he's probably the only good thing. Other than well, Jefferson and Hawkinson. I mean, the offense is obviously doing well, but he's keeping them in games. They it, they would have no chance if they had even a slightly less court, slightly less good quarterback in there. 
Well, as you mentioned, Steve, uh, Kirk Cousins is your number one overall fantasy quarterback right now, followed by Tua, of course. He had that uh, low week two where he didn't have to throw hardly at all. Uh, followed by Justin Herbert at number three, Mahomes four, Jordan Love number five. Pretty solid there, baby. Uh, Jalen Hurts six, Lamar Jackson seven, coming off a strong number two finish this week. Josh Allen eight, staying staying pretty healthy there. Not really paying off his ADP, I don't think, but he's, he's fairly close. Uh, Russell Wilson and then Jared Goff, definitely paying off adp and then see honorable mention of cj stroud man talk about smashing his uh production expectation cj stroud looking like the best rookie quarterback on the field right now yeah and uh i know a lot of people made the stink face when we picked houston to win uh recently but let's be real the defense is showing up the offense is showing up you know they're not quite elite yet but when you have people betting against them that frequently, the, the odds are going to be in your favor typically. The problem that I have with buying CJ Stroud uh, market is Steve is the, uh, the lack of like good rookie cards. And then we have the whole fanatics exclusive deal going with CJ Stroud. And like, if I just click on rookie, these are the only cards that they consider as rookie on COMC, like true official rookie, they're they're not including like uh, the Bowman University cards, which may be the primary like base set to target for him. Either that or I spend up and I did see a premier hollow sell for a hundred dollars, and I felt like I would spend a I would spend a hundred dollars on because I've seen the Anthony Richard version of that card go for two hundred fifty before, you know, right before the season started. And some of these mosaics that have just come out, I think are going to be pretty popular as well. Doesn't mosaic typically have a pretty good PSA 10 hit rate too, Steve? Certain variations. I know that there's uh, some of the parallels that that don't, but overall, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So, so oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go go ahead, Steve, because I was gonna I was gonna bring up. I'm 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 ready to look at this. Uh, Steelers Texans matchup this weekend. I'll and, just run, I'll uh, run, it, run through it real quick. You know, you went down uh, your scoring list there, but I think what I wanted to just talk about is, you know, we did a lot of best ball drafting in the offseason. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will reach for an elite QB at the beginning. And that kind of puts you at a disadvantage for skill position guys later. Uh, but let's just show you a couple things here. Top 10 Yahoo scoring quarterbacks Cousins, Herbert, to uh, Mahomes for. Love, who you could have got really late. Russell Wilson at six, who you could have got really late. Goff at seven. Josh Allen's all the way down at eight. Just barely outscoring Mac Jones. C.J. Stroud at 10 ahead of Jalen Hurts. Lamar all the way down at 13. So, man, when you when you look at it, it is not necessarily – now this is only three weeks, but um, it takes maybe just a small shift in the wind to move some of these guys – you know, into, into upward positions where they could have a really good or a really bad year. Mm, yeah, you, you got a great point, man. There's still a lot of question marks. And I think we're, we're seeing the with, – with only two teams now, only two teams, 3-0, and o, we're actually – I think it's forcing a lot of people in the hobby to not get so hung up on the early MVP race. 
I, I do think that the hobby now for football cards is a lot uh, more closely correlated to individual performance of these players. And uh, as it evolves, as it, as it becomes smarter, there's more information and, and just people become savvier in general. So, um, yeah, no, that's that's a really good point, Steve. What do you have for uh, wide receivers? Yeah, let's look at that next here. So I'm sure there's going to be some major surprises on here. I know we talked about Puka, who's on this list still. Uh, let's run that down real quick. Tyreek, one. Keenan Allen, two. Jefferson, three. I mean, if you notice a pattern here, those guys were all first-rounders. Devontae, four. Mike Evans, up at uh, five. Let's and then go. you've got Debo, six. Puka, seven. Tank Dell at eight. And then Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, bro. Adam Thielen at 10. Wow. that's So that's very close to PFF, except they have um, Stefan Diggs at 8, Amon Ross St. Brown at 9, and Tank Dell at 10. Otherwise, the first seven were, were still the same uh, that, that you guys can see on your screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, man. So the, I, I noticed, like, there's a few guys, obviously. Keenan Allen, you were getting... He, he's way exceeding his ADP. Devontae Adams, how many times were we able to uh, draft Devontae Adams like not too far before the season started uh, in the second round? You, were, I mean, there was tons that we streamed. We were getting Devontae Adams in the second round, and it's just such a, a screaming uh, value there. And I've got to imagine that his cards have got to be insanely expensive. Like where are Devontae Adams' cards compared to Travis Kelsey? I mean... Devonte Adams j just needs to get himself a superstar girlfriend, and he's there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and a podcast. Player. Don't forget the podcast. I need Devonte Adams to start a podcast with uh, maybe maybe Derek Carr, his old college buddy. No, it's got to be some. It's got to be somebody I think a little bit more entertaining there. Even though Derek Carr does seem like a very wholesome, good guy, like off the field. For a second, I thought you were going to say Derek Richard. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that would be great yes please <laughs> yes this would be great i would love because i would love to hear them argue and and the whole show is going to be about wide receivers <laughs> it's going to be great this is going to be I, great. I did want to touch on one thing real quick because you know what's interesting to me is how selective uh people are when they criticize a player's up or down week we talked a lot about Puka last week, and everyone's like, oh, see, he's not that good. Seven targets for 72 yards. Maybe that doesn't scream insane, but for a fantasy performance, considering if you watch that game, what happened to the old line where Stafford basically couldn't get rid of the ball, it's actually not that bad. And then you add into the fact that he actually fell down at the half-yard line on one of those catches and tried to extend and didn't get the touchdown. So – that stat line could look a lot different, and he could actually be a few spots higher, maybe even in the top three, if uh, that had come out differently. So I think that guy's not going anywhere, personally. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Um, I want to see – I want to see uh, – you're talking about Puka, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see a little bit more, especially with um, – I saw the injury report on, on Cooper Cup's hamstring. I think the – uh, if you look at the um, the Rams schedule, they got a bye week coming up, if I remember correctly, maybe week five. And I think, or, or they're expecting him to return around week five, his current injury timeline. I do, I do want to go through the the latest injury reports uh, a little bit tonight because there's a few major ones. One of them is Devontae Adams' quarterback. 
Um, and and then I also want to uh, talk about some guys like Cooper Cup. You got Christian Watson. Like tomorrow night, it's a big matchup with the Lions and the Packers, man. Uh, I know you're interested in that one. Um, that's going to be a big game. Yeah. And uh, before I get deep into that, a guy we talked about last week that's relevant to the Puka conversation, Tutu Atwell, is actually – we didn't forget about you, Tutu. You're number 11 on the list. And he actually had another touchdown this week to another uh, healthy nine targets. So, man, that – for people that took Stafford and some some deep, deep receivers like those guys this year, those guys all could have been had in the last round. The last few weeks of basketball, you could have got Puka in probably like the 15th, 16th, where people were starting to draft him. But, man, imagine if you had hit all the right running backs and QBs and then you had those guys just as – you know, elite picks. You maybe you got Devontae and him, and you got uh, you know who else is on this list that you could have had? Mike Evans, you could have had. You could have had Tank Dell. You could have had every guy on this list. Just about just goes to show you, it's not just the guys you draft at the top that necessarily cement you wins every week. But yes, going back to tomorrow's game, I think one of the biggest things that's hurting uh, the Lions right now is injuries, and that's uh, an injury to the running game and to one of their receivers. And I think that there's a chance Montgomery's back this week. Uh, not official yet, but they definitely look like they missed him last week. Yes, there is a chance, man. There is a chance. It did look like they missed him. Jameer Gibbs didn't look right taking that full bell cow role. I think they're way more dynamic. Although you still got, you know, great weapons in uh, Laporta and St. Brown, man. Uh, so those guys, and you could see like Jared Goff is definitely going to be relevant all year. This team is going to be very competitive. They're um, going to be aggressive on offense. Pretty creative offensive play calling there. Um, so, yeah, man, I think this game tomorrow night could be very interesting, especially if you get Montgomery back. And then you also get Aaron Jones back on the other side, which is a questionable right now. He's been logging limited practices. And Christian Watson actually practiced uh, in limited fashion as well. So it looks like both these guys could be potentially coming back. They just want to be careful with them because they're both hamstrings. Yeah. And uh, you wonder, uh how much better he can play with his full arsenal, you know. I mean, yeah, one of the weeks was against the Bears, so according according to some logic, some would say that that was a freebie. But he's looked good and above average, at least for sure, every week so far. So I'm intrigued. I'm not excited because my team's sucking, but I am excited to see how good he does and – uh you know, maybe, maybe they do actually become the team in the division. Right now, it's not looking like the Vikings. They can't stop anyone to save their lives. But it may end up coming down to Detroit and Green Bay. As That's what it looks like right now. And that's the matchup tomorrow, Andy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So, ultimately, what what, what we got to do if we want to put in a pick'em slip on it is we got to kind of paint a, a narrative in our heads of how the game's going to unfold, you know, and who's going to who's gonna go over, who's going to go under. It's, it's kind of what you're doing with the pick'ems, and that's how we had success this past week, and I'm, I'm glad that it was on full display, man, because we've been talking about this for a while to, to actually get a good week. I mean, that week I made four – or this week I made $425, so that's going to pay – for the rest of the season, if I lose every single week with the way that I 
use my bankroll. So I was only, you know, yeah, I could, I could look back and say, man, I should have. And I told my wife, I was like, dang, I should have put my entire balance on that <laughs> pick them slip, man. We'd have like five grand in the account right now, you know, You'd be um, for, ball for next year. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't, you, you, that's not responsible. That's not responsible because you're not going to hit those every week. Don't, don't go, go into it like that. Just go into it with a very consistent mindset that you're going to make the plus EV. You're going to make the moves that on paper have a higher than 50% chance of returning profit more often than not. And uh, you're just going to do that every week. And then eventually you're going to hit big. And that's, I, I kind of feel that I, I feel that same way about, you know, all everything that I do, whether it's, uh, you know, seasonal is a little bit different, but you know, when you go into um, buying cards, when you, when you go into uh, play DFS, when you, when when you're playing a variety of different games. Andy, uh, you know, it's, I was thinking about the other night. I was looking at some of the top scores from fantasy this week, like Kane and Allen and some of these other guys and uh, Devontae Adams, for example. I, I'm pretty sure that one of the last drafts we did before they shut it down was we had an all like elderly-ish receiving core. I'm pretty sure we had like all those guys. So, I don't know if that was a weekly sheet or if that was a best ball mania sheet, but I'd be curious to see, uh, you know, how, how that one's doing. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're, I think we're doing pretty good right now in a lot of best ball. I, I you know, you could have come in here and named these. I had a couple guys reach out to me, uh, Woodband. shout out to Woodband. He reached out to me. Let me know right now. I am winning, uh, 288, but, I think overall I've got 49 entries. Um, so one, one thing of note too is that's just uh, that doesn't count for like any advancement winnings that you would get uh, in the next rounds. It just counts for whatever's on the table now. Yeah, this isn't. Where's my weekly winners? Right, here we go. Weekly winners. Uh, well, I won a hundred dollars uh, week two on the weekly winners, okay. so that was nice. And um, yeah, but uh, uh, right now. Uh, ultimately focused on these um, these pickums, baby. So we're gonna get into some more. Though, did, did you have your top ten ranks and running backs? I've been looking up. <laughs> I've been looking yeah. up Mosaic twenty twenty three Mosaic Bijan, trying to find a comparable. Because check out the CJ Stroud Silver Mosaic just closed for ninety one dollars in auction. The Anthony Richardson one sold for almost seventy. And the Bijan one, I'm actually kind of struggling to find one. Oh, here's one for forty dollars, uh, brand new listing or best offer. I think this list is going to surprise a lot of people. But uh, you ready for the the running back top ten? Nobody would have predicted the number one running back in fantasy through three weeks is Raheem Mostert by thirteen points over Christian McCaffrey. So. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Christian Christian McCaffrey, Kenneth Walker the third, Devon A. Chain at four, who's had like <laughs> 19 attempts. Uh, Tony That's Pollard, wild. five. Kyron Williams, six. Brian Robinson, seven. James Conner, eight. A guy that was a big value in best ball. Forward, nine. Bijan Robinson, ten. Wow, man. Isn't that wild that really uh, Ford has only played two games? Uh, Devon A-Chain has really only played one game, and they're already popping in the top 10. That's how little uh, bell cows there are that are actually converting. So, like, Pollard's paying off his ADP big time. 
Bijan's like delivering, you know, so-so. He's not really those people drafting him at the end of the first round. I guess they got it the first two weeks. It's kind of balancing out. But Ford's turned out to be a massive value. Connor, value. Brian Robinson, value. Kyron Williams, value. Devon H.A. now value. Kenneth Walker, yeah, he's a value with 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 these um, last two weeks. He's looking like a machine out there, man. He, he finally hit a couple of those break-it-to-the-outside breakaway runs this past week. Christian McCaffrey, yep, he's turning to be that guy. And Mostert, massive value, man. Here's an interesting stat. So looking at some of the guys below the top 10, a lot of these guys could have been had for the cheap. Uh, Swift was kind of in the middle, but Zach Moss was like a very end of the draft kind of guy. We saw Algier going kind of late. He's ahead of uh, Barkley, obviously, because of injuries, but he's ahead of Ramadre Stevenson. He's ahead of Rashad White. He's ahead of Miles Sanders. He's ahead of Alexander Madison. So a lot of uh, surprises so far. Again, not not trying to get anyone to panic sell. Obviously, if you're 0-3 or 1-2, time to take a closer look. Maybe make some trades, but... It's a long season. I know one season I started 0-6, Andy, and made the playoffs. Now, that is a long shot to do, but it's just like, look at the Lions last year. You know, they looked awful. What were they, 1-5 and five or something like that? And then they came back and just ran the table just about. Yeah, so it's our job to figure out now, recalibrate. We threw three weeks. We got to recalibrate and figure out who's going to be that breakout in the second half of the season. I know a lot of people were uh, freaking out because of the Kareem Hunt signing, but as we saw, that's a big nothing burger. And uh, I, I really don't think he ends up digging into into the workload at all. Tied in, Steve. It's your man, T-Hawk. Man, said it. so far we're looking dead nuts with the T-Hawk at the top. Number T-Hawk two, at the top. Sam Laporta, a, a rookie tight end. And he's just getting it going, if you ask me, honestly. Uh, Hunter Henry at three. Kelsey at four. Um, who, yeah, he's missed a week. But, um, you know, you could argue that uh, he'd be <laughs> probably one or two, maybe three, mm-hmm. if not for that. Donald Parham Jr. Not a lot of involvement. It's just the three touchdowns. He's only got six receptions. So that I think that that's an anomaly. So don't, don't read into yeah. that. You don't want to chase that. Don't want to no, chase no, no. that. Uh, usage is what you're looking for. Evan Ingram, Fryermuth, Kittle, Andrews, Waller. I mean, Waller is stinking the place up, man. You could get a guy like Higby, Jake Ferguson, Hayden Hurst, uh, Musgrave. They'll have just one less point or less than one point than Waller. And I remember people thought that this was the second coming, and I said, don't don't buy into it. And uh, unfortunately, in best ball, uh, he moved up to about the fourth round by late in the season when people were drafting and uh i think they're regretting it now man so bcj welcome to the stream sir he said i i love to stick up for running backs as well but look what's going on with derrick henry you can see why even the best are expendable i mean we're sticking up for the the later round running backs uh, i think we're sticking up for going uh, zero rb uh, in, in in fantasy, but also in running backs and cards, we're handcuffing, like handcuffing like crazy. So to make sure we hit and when we hit, we hit big. And then we're still 
left with that veteran running back like Derrick Henry, Steve, I look at him in cards as a guy that could uh, potentially dip more and then maybe I'll buy. There's a lot of scarcity around 2016, but if he gets traded to a contender, then all of a sudden he spikes on that news. I don't even wait to see, watch him play with the, the new team because I do see Derrick Henry over the age apex, over the carry apex. He's clearly been on the on the decline. I don't know if it's just you, Steve, me, but he does look a little sluggish out there, regardless of the offensive line performance. Um, honestly, I, I'll tell you what, man. If he ended up on a team that had a strong line like Cleveland or uh, you know the Lions or a team that had a really good run blocking line, I think he would just go wild, man. I really do. I mean that. I was saying it after week one. I watched a lot of that Titans game, and there wasn't a play where less than a second into the ball being snapped, there wasn't a defender in the backfield already. I mean, it's it's no wonder that the passing game can't get going, and the running game definitely can't get going if they're getting that same kind of penetration. So, man, pretty pretty brutal, and we can only hope that, uh, you know, if you're holding on to some Henry, that that line kind of figures it out. CH said, bring back Frank Gore. Probably one of my favorite running backs of all time, man. I got to agree. Yeah, there's uh, Raheem Mostert is like, uh, he's like the, the new age Frank Gore, but Raheem Mostert's got juice, you know? That's that's the thing. If you, if you uh, had that kind of speed coming into the NFL, you're more likely to play longer because even when you're third, you slow down, but yeah, now you slowed down from a four, three to a four, seven, you know, uh, instead of if, if you came in as a four, seven, now you slow down to like a five, two kind of thing. That's true. Uh, someone said Jake, James says Jacobs is done. Nah. I mean, this guy literally sat the whole off season out and, and wasn't practicing or anything. So if somebody's going to give him away, That'd be a great opportunity. So, I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry has really fell short of expectations. And according to the hype index, now, this doesn't sound right, but at the same time, his cards are very rare. The cheapest rookie ticket auto on the market right now for Derrick Henry is like $1,300. But that doesn't sound right. It's got to be an anomaly like maybe it's a PSA 10 rookie ticket auto and maybe that's the only one on the market I'd have to go look but he has had 23 cards 20, 23 rookie cards added to the PSA database in the past week and seven buy it nows as well as with 19 auctions so seeing over double the amount of auctions as buy it now so that tells me I could probably find a better deal in auction if you were going to stick up for him um and uh yeah, it's it's just that that market from, <laughs> from 2016 is so rare. And the, the guys that bought Derrick Henry at their peak also bought him at the sports card peak overall, like the entire sports card market. Like when you bring in all the vintage cards and, you know, all the cards that were already popular whenever the, the big boom happened uh, in 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Um, people, that's when people bought into Derrick Henry a lot, you know what I'm saying, Steve? So there's still a lot of holding and not wanting to take much of a loss. They'd rather have it stashed maybe in their collection for a long time, you know? So you know that's why it's about, tough about Henry is, uh, you know, when you're the guy 
in the sport when the hobby kind of comes to life like it did in the past few years. I think there's always going to be a place for his cards, even when he's done playing. Uh, you know, and if the hobby stays as strong as it does, you know, going forward, then there'll be a lot more guys like that. But uh, that being said, I don't, I don't think that there's obviously going to be some fluctuations. And if he stops playing, there will be a downward trend because people like active guys. But as far as him being relevant in the trading card hobby, I mean, he's going to be remembered as one of the best backs of quite a long time, I think. Mm. Could be, man. It could be. I'd, I'd love to see him get one more year, you know? So a new team would be the one the one spark, you know, that would light his cards back up. It would be like the Christian McCaffrey effect. You know, Christian, a lot of people were down and out on him. A lot of people spent a lot of money on him because he was in Derrick Henry's spot and the boom in, in 2020, 2021. And then Christian McCaffrey got hurt. And it was one injury after another there for like a year and a half. And and then we we were coming into 2022, and it was like the people were down on him, uh, kind of like this, where it was like you know he started off okay, but there's a lot of offensive line struggles, offensive uh, scheme struggles, and he he wasn't getting going. And then the trade happens to the 49ers, and his cards spiked like you would not believe. Yeah, I don't know what Derrick Henry's contract looks like, but could you imagine? Um if he takes a cheap deal and would play in the Niners <laughs> next year or something like that. I mean, the possibility Lane McCaffrey would have to get hurt. <laughs> oh, I mean, even if he took, you know, Elijah Mitchell's, uh, you know, timeshare role, yeah. the, the effectiveness, you know, and if, if one got hurt, they'd have two elite running backs. I did want to touch on something I kept seeing in the chat. And that was the uh, Cam Akers discussion. So I think on the surface, uh he's not don't don't have too high expectations yet but they are going to give him a test run almost for sure due to the madison fumbling now if madison uh continues to hold on to the ball and stop fumbling i think that he has a firm grip on the job but uh they didn't bring acres over just to uh keep the spot warm chad says that but uh, i think that they're trying to kind of light a spark in that running game that pretty much doesn't exist yeah, yeah. Alexander Madison has been a total flop uh, so far this year. It's I know it's pretty serious right now. It's really heated because the expectations were so high for him this year, uh, and he and he was like I would. I used to be an Alexander Madison fan. You know, I, I used to like Alexander Madison. I used to be like I bought his cards, excited for when he could get that backfield. But um, you know, only ever bought like a, a rookie ticket auto and then like one other prism auto. And they were so cheap, you know. I remember you could you could get them, and uh, like going last year, you know, this time last year, October last year, you get the like prism autos for like five ten bucks, you know. And so they shot up to a respectable thirty forty dollars, and that was what they came into the season at. And now they're on the way back down, big time, between the Vikings' record and his lack of efficiency. And now they bring in Cam Akers, and so it's another slap in the face to his card values um and it's like kind of a slap in the face to ty chandler too now they add additional depth uh the role this uh this past week though it was so uh, it was such a quick turnaround time what he joined the roster like thursday the before the matchup so i don't did he get any snaps at all this past week no he was inactive and, and i didn't think on like three days notice he was going to play that most players wouldn't so 
but I think he's probably dressed this week. He might only get a few touches, but uh, I think we'll see what happens with that. But obviously, if you have Acres cards, this is a great time to list or or hold. Um, and what else? There was something else I wanted to say. Oh, James said poor Madison and Gibbs. There's there's a big thing we talk about, and that's the correlation between cards and fantasy. Madison and Gibbs, to me, are an example of better for cards than fantasy, in my opinion. And the reason for that is I didn't draft a lot of Gibbs, and I didn't draft a lot of Madison, and I could pull up my best ball ownership rate to prove that. But those were great guys to grab because the hype train was on overload. You know, everyone assumed Gibbs was starting. Everyone assumed Madison was going to start and, and run away with the job. But that's not something I felt in my gut, and I didn't go that route. So that that is one of the things that is different because when a when you draft a guy in fantasy, you're effectively hanging on to him most of the year unless you can trade him. Whereas with cards, you could get in, you know, get it cheap, sell it when it's at a most desirable point, and then move on. But with fantasy, a lot of the times you're committing to the guy for the whole year, or if it's a dynasty or keeper league well beyond that. Did you draft any Zach Moss heading into the season? Barely, man. Honestly, at, at the very last couple weeks, I might have had him only in a, in a few, honestly, like two or three. Because yeah. it, was, it was still kind of uncertain what was going on with Jonathan Taylor. So I, I actually got uh, – what what's the dude that got hurt and he's on the IR right now? The Hull, Evan Hull. Evan Hull, yeah. looked really yeah. good uh, before getting hurt. Yeah, I definitely drafted some Evan Hull. Well, Zach Moss is an interesting one to me because uh, we also have other big injury news. Anthony Richardson is making his comeback this week. Now, Gardner mentioned didn't play great. It was not great by any stretch of the imagination, but... It was just it was just enough that game turned into be a slugfest, and ultimately uh, the Colts got pretty lucky and came away with that win. So um, you know Anthony Richardson's coming back this week, but with like you said Evan Hold down, Zach Moss has turned into a bell cow here, dude, and he does have a ninety five overall speed score. I mean he's more of like a Josh Jacobs type of running back. If I were to compare him to a build, Steve, what do you think? Um, uh, his, his red zone snap percentage has been a hundred percent since he's started for the Colts this year. Uh, and his yards per carry has been 4.38 and seven yards perception, which it, which is very solid. So he's more or less taking a bell cow role right now with the Colts. He's and the field, uh, yeah. pretty interesting. He's on the field almost every, every snap. And I, I will say this, if you've watched him for his whole, <laughs> for his whole career so far since 2020, he looks way better. And I don't know if that's just a better scheme for him with the Colts than he had with the bills. It's hard to say, uh, but he definitely looks like in a completely different player and a bit of an electric player. Now I think everyone is kind of thinking Jonathan Taylor just comes back and he's fine and that's it. But I, don't forget, there's still a possibility of him getting traded, and that would make Moss, you know, the de facto RB1. And then um, when Hull comes back after, what, four, four to six weeks, you know, either the RB2 or in a timeshare with them. So should be interesting. So this is my lock of the week, Steve. The Colts are playing at home against the Rams. All right? The Rams rank 31st in the NFL right now in yards allowed per carry. 
30th in defensive DVOA. That's one of the worst run defenses in the league. Their passing defense ranks 22nd overall, 12th in yards allowed per pass. So you combine the fact that Anthony Richardson's coming off a concussion, combine the fact that Matt Stafford has been airing it out. His pass all the Rams passing offense has been fourth in DVOA and fifth in yards per pass. The Colts are going to want to uh, keep this ball on the ground. They're going to be motivated to keep this ball on the ground with Zach Moss. That could lead to some nice red zone opportunities. Oh, plenty of carries, plenty of opportunities for him to uh, flash here this week. And now the Colts are 2-1. and one. Say they win this game. You get a big game from Zach Moss, top five finish. And uh, he smashes, gets a few touchdowns. Gets a big game. We know it's not going to be to the extent of a Devon A-chain just because Zach Moss doesn't <laughs> quite have that speed. But I can buy some good Zach Moss cards on COMC right now for cheap, and that could that could be my flip. That's the thing is, you know, he's only been kind of back on the scene for a couple of games here, so there's not a full, uh, you know, swing of momentum going the other way just yet because unlike a guy that just came out, he's got three years of – uh, to some degree, neutral or negative saturation in the market where people are like, at some point, they probably bought in high on him, sold and lost money on him or held and saw his values go down, 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 you know, and now there's obviously uh, 40 bucks, you know, there's some people that are looking at him as he's a guy you can buy and sell now, which is absolutely true. So, you know, look for a couple deals uh, on him, maybe even check some other sites other than eBay. Uh, like my slabs, like uh, Mercari for some deals on him. And uh, you probably have a couple weeks to make a move. I, I don't think the the Taylor thing, I could be wrong, but it, it didn't seem too optimistic that he'd be back anytime soon. Nah, man, they're, they're, they're shysting him, man. His, his agent did him dirty. They're going to figure out a way where he doesn't hardly play at all this year. If any, maybe he gets one game in or something just to meet some kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like this move right now. I found an optic rookie ticket auto CUMC. They've got seven of them. The best transaction looking at their data was on July 29th at $12 and 38 cents. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, these, li these listings show up on CUMC's eBay store for a little bit more, like 10% more than what you can buy them logged in on the website. Um, so what I'm going to do, this is give you guys a little bit of a head start. I think they're a great value at 924. They consider the SRP 1750, uh, based on what they're pulling. I think they, they must be pulling sales data from eBay because that sounds about right. Um, I'm going to make an offer on these, Steve. I'm going to, I'm going to go 750 and see if it'll 907. Okay. So I'm going to make the minimum offer, but you guys could get it for an extra 15 cents. You guys can snipe me. I give you the opportunity to snipe me. What was the uh, the low price on there? Nine dollars and twenty four cents. And so then the next one goes up to. Oh, I got auto accepted. Wait, is that mine? Or no, I made. Did I buy one before a couple weeks ago? <laughs> I think I, I think I must have, Steve. Now that I'm thinking about this. There you go. Well, we're gonna we're gonna set the new market standard. Just an optic rookie ticket auto, man. This is if you had this on eBay and and Zach Moss continues to play like this, you should have no problem selling this for uh, double when you buy it at 10. You know, here's the great thing about prospecting is uh, 
Andy, if, if you had to guess, would you not agree that in the offseason or even a couple weeks ago, you probably could have got this for like five bucks? Uh, potentially, yeah, in an auction. Yeah. I just found some teals, brother. I just found some teals out of 99. Look at this one. 1445. That's nice. Oh, Got to reprocess it as elite and turn around and quick flip on it. 15 is pretty good because, I mean, that's basically what the base is going for. I wonder if you can make an offer on this guy's thing at all. Like, can I make an offer at 13? I was going to say, sometimes when they're, oh, well, I was going to say a lot of times when they're already discounted, they won't make a deal. Look <laughs> good. I recognize the name, too. Uh, Gaby Cardstacks, a subscriber of the Quest. <laughs> Gaby Cardstacks uh, is the uh, the owner. That's funny. That's awesome. I know he moves a lot of volume. Uh, guy runs a tight ship. Tight ship. He uh, he does moves a lot of football card volume. So yeah, no, that that is super interesting, man. Uh, so I think there's definitely some deals, and I think that's the kind of that's the kind of mark you got to look for on here, un unless you're going to actually populate their database with cards you got here in your possession, you know, or from eBay. Have them shipped there. They'll upload them into their site. You pay their uh, their their little upload fee, depending on how quickly you want them uploaded. And uh, that's all dependent on your budget and your time frame of how long you want to be in that card. You know, some guys you want to get up there quick, like Zach Moss. I want to have I want to have this quick ability with little legwork. I didn't really have to do anything, you know. Yeah, no, that that on, on the the quick flips, like the running back stuff, like that. Uh, Comsi is a great great way to do that and I, I can say this i don't actually utilize comsy as much as maybe i should but i've i've had really good luck with just getting cards that have appeal of pretty popular guys at like rock bottom prices i mean if i showed you like my roi on some of the cards i i've sold on there that i've just found on like ebay comsy auctions for like absurdly cheap prices for like three to five bucks and then you know i know you don't follow baseball but i had a Cubs rookie card of Chris Bryant I got for 30 bucks sold for 95 the other day so it's like there's always deals to be had and and not having to facilitate the shipping and processing of the sale is it's a pretty big advantage especially if you're time crunch like most of us are all right alert alert uh play the um the alert sound effect <laughs> dun, 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 oh there dun. it is Whoa, my my computer's sent you a little private chat. Um, little, I guess you could say color match, kind of Colts. Uh, twelve out of ninety nine. The blue prism optic. Look at that! Look at that phone photography there, making that thing look sharp. Twenty one dollars. Buy it now with four fifteen. No, no make offer button. So I I can actually do. I think uh, I think that is the teal. No, that's the blue. So the teal, no, the is, teal not is quite one ninety nine. Oh, yeah. no, this this teal says ninety nine. So this might actually be okay. the same card that you just sent me. Mm. It's out of ninety nine, Steve. I thought the uh, I got mixed up because I thought the reds were out of one ninety nine. And let's see, is there a back photo on that one? 
Uh, da, 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 da. On, the, on the blue one, the the eBay one. Let's see. Turnover. Uh, 90, 74 out of 99. Uh, let's see. I might be buying that Bijan at 44 too. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, that did not end at 56. That ended at uh, 91. Uh, all right. I'm getting to it, Steve. I got to find it. Where'd it go? <laughs> did you close it? Oh, up? that's right. I had it in a different window. There it is. Okay, found the Zach Moss. Yes, twelve out of ninety-nine. Oh, okay, All it's right. the same card. It's the same card. This is a teal. So the the camera effect kind of makes it look blue. Yeah, interesting. I would have guessed blue on this too. I would not have guessed teal. Chat. No, I is, it, I anybody in the chat? <laughs> genuinely a different card, but that's a good catch. So that's that's an interesting piece of news. I would talk by Anthony Richardson, Steve. I'm still blown away with. Uh, how expensive these 2023 mosaic cards are because when I go back, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a 2020 Joe freaking Burrow mosaic. Actually, but should I do two or Joe Burrow? Tua, right? What should I do? I, I want to pull up uh 2020 mosaic uh prism. Compare the same exact card from 2020 here. Oh, they somebody put Joe Burrow into his description. Great, good for you. Hmm. Uh, so there's his standard silver forty one fifty. That that was raw transaction sold confirmed. Look, there it is. There's the silver prism for Joe Burrow. The same card that right now for That's... Anthony Richardson is going for seventy, and for C.J. Stroud is going for ninety one in auction tonight. The Joe Burrow sold yesterday for 33 with free shipping. Free shipping, Steve. Gotta love it. I don't have the auction. Maybe maybe you could look in the past week for the highest Brock Purdy card sale. I, I saw uh, this Brock Purdy. I thought I bookmarked it, Andy. And it was like an auto out of, I don't know, five or something. And when I last saw it, I think it was like 5,500. I want to I see if... I don't know if it, I don't know if it was Prism. I don't know if it was Prism. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I pulled that one up in my Monday's uh, top ten video because Brock Purdy's uh, sold transactions are absolutely bonkers right now. Like, so, look at those look these same mosaics that we're talking about. These silvers for Brock Purdy. Well, there's the, there's a nine of that same mosaic mosaic Prism, and that I don't know what would you guess that this nine. I can't imagine it was discounted for much more than eighty. Six, yeah, I don't know, sixty-five, maybe. Sixty-five. Should I pull? Should I pull it up? Do you, do you think you're yeah, gonna be? Yeah, But I, yeah, when you're done with that, I got a couple just observations to share, man. Because I'm just, I'm blown away by some of the stuff I'm seeing here. Yeah. It's madness, man. The this is why things like the hype score means something. Let's see. Let's see what we got for this. What does the chat say? I was off by a dollar. 66. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 66. So, I mean, it's that's not even. And that's that's pretty close. But, but it just goes to show you, Steve, what are your observations? All right. I'm going to link you three cards in the private chat uh, one at a time so you can see. 
And then I think you'll kind of get the hint of what I'm talking about when I send these over. So there's one. And I, I shared these in the Discord earlier in the week on purpose so people could see the kind of stuff you could buy. Now, these this, these aren't necessarily in, in most people's budgets, right? I get that. Now, there there is – oops, I didn't mean to share that one. Wrong link. Hold on one second. That's the one I'm looking for. Some of these are definitely in people's budgets. Uh, some of these are definitely not in people's budgets. So that was maybe one that's at the higher end, uh, depending on what your budget looks like. But I'm gonna make people guess how much it how much it sold for before you. Uh... Oh, I like that. I like that even better. We're nope, gonna nope. pull you. How many more are you sending me? Three total. Three total. Three total. Okay. Whew. This one does say one of one so, gold vinyl. Look at that. So that is a rookie ticket gold. Obviously, no auto. But uh, for those of you that aren't aware, the rookie tickets, even without the autos, the serial numbered ones do fetch quite a quite a high price. So, all right. And then last but not least, here we got this one. It's probably the most uh, underwhelming one. Well, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. Let's see. Let me get these all on the screen here. Here we go. These all on the screen. All right. If I had to rank them in oh, wait. order. Where'd that vinyl come from? Did I send you the wrong one? What you talking about? Uh, sold. You, uh, a bird. Oh, is that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait. I sent you the same one twice. So, oh, you sent me the same yeah, one twice. Send you the borough. Um, maybe maybe I didn't link it right. Let me just reset it so you don't have to go digging for it. I reset it just now. So it's three total cards, and I see some people have some good guesses going in the chat so far. But uh, this definitely shows a point, and I think that if you're whether you're if you're buying for a personal collection, obviously you still don't want to spend the top dollar. And if you're buying to card flip, you definitely don't want to spend the top dollar as well. Uh, you obviously want to get a deal so that you have more wiggle room when you go to resell it. So left side, we've got a rookie ticket optic gold out of 10. And on the right, we have a one of one Justin Herbert rookie auto from absolute. And in the center, we have a one of one black prism from 2020 select and a PSA 10 slab. Hmm. All right. All right. So we got to rank these. Which one sold for the most? Which one sold for the least? Uh, I'm going to go one, two, three. I think in that order is is how I, how I would like them. Yeah. I, I'm kind of torn on this one, though, because it is gold and it's it's the rookie ticket. Uh, so I'm kind of torn. It's 9.5, too. But this is one of one so i i gotta go with the with a one of one in a psa slab right. with the with an auto uh so that's how i'm going steve how did i do uh i think you nailed it honestly uh you know that the hurt well both herberts realistically before the season or even sometime last season were quite a bit more but i think you're gonna be astonished when you see what that went for uh, under a grand i know to some uh -huh. people that seems like it's a lot but 
not really. This card was would probably have been several grand a year or two ago when uh, he was he's still doing great. But when he was perceived as the top QB, the top young QB in the league, which he's starting to come back into form of. So, yeah, that I thought was an insane steal at that price. The gold, the gold uh, optic rookie ticket uh, under Grant at eight hundred dollars. That is a one of one. Now, the reason I'm sharing these is if you look at what some of these Anthony Richardsons have been going for, and some of these Brock Purdy's are going for it, and even other young rookie QBs that really haven't done much of anything, it's insane. I mean, you can buy a one of one Justin Herbert for thirty eight hundred, but I saw. Uh, Anthony Richardson the other day go like out of 10, not even auto go for like 7,500. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just wild, man. It's wild. You got to really like Anthony Richardson to make a move like that. And boom, the big, the big dog here, Joe Shiesty black laser, man. I think that's cool. That's cool design right there. Imagine what a better photo could do for that card too. Holy cow, man. Yeah. Yeah, premier, premier select, PSA 10, though, and one of one. Whew, buddy, nice car. But, yeah, I mean, that nice just goes car. to show, I mean, obviously two of the three are probably out of most investors or collectors' price range, but there are people spending thousands. And if, if you're one of those people, like, there's way better options, way better options than buying into a guy that just came out. We saw the mistakes with Trey Lance, Mac Jones when he came out. Don't buy into the sensationalism that comes with the new product and the new player. Uh, there's there's better deals to be had. Yeah, so you just can't really touch. Um, whoops, I thought that on Google. So you just can't really, if you if you have, and if you want to take this optimally, you can't really touch 2023 Mosaic singles yet. Got to give it a couple weeks, right? Product's just too new. Like it doesn't matter if I want, uh, you know, uh, Tank Bigsby right now. If you pull you it know? from a pack, sell it right away. <laughs> Zach Charbonnet. Like, I, I, I'd love to buy some Mosaic Zach Charbonnet as a sleeper. I love him as a sleeper. Uh, I don't I don't even think that I, I could buy his card for a decent price right now compared to, sure. you know, what I could get it for maybe in two to three weeks. Yeah, I think if you go back and, you know, we, Kind of feel like we have to have this talk every year but if you go back and look at every year there's typically a couple of first round quarterbacks and how many of them really escaped the year one gauntlet let alone the year two the year three and become a, a stay in the league if you will and you know we're seeing some of that unfortunate repercussions of the the 2021 qb class right now where Everyone's kind of looking like trash. Even uh, Trevor Lawrence is not looking that hot right now. You know that yeah. that whole rookie class, as far as the quarterbacks go, is looking kind of questionable right now. Yeah, yeah, very, very questionable. I mean, I don't know if you got this, but I saw a Trey Lance rookie ticket auto sell for thirty dollars the other night. I'm sure Zach Wilson's not too far behind him. What, what, what were they like twelve hundred before? Like uh, yeah, I think the, the 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 ceiling was somewhere around a thousand dollars. It's nuts, man. So really not not really bad. anything. Yeah, I, I just the prices are crazy. I mean, stuff you you're gonna see this stuff go for a lot less uh, 
in the long run, which is why it makes it tough to um, buy in right away. You pay a premium to buy in when a brand new product is released. You got you got to give that uh, a little, a few weeks. Maybe maybe this one wasn't bad, but I mean, even this, I think, if, if his role doesn't change, oh, yeah. right? Execution doesn't change everything. You give this card, you give this product more time to to increase supply in the marketplace. It's just a, a common. It should be it should be well known at this point, unless you're brand new, that it's just common that the prices will go down as supply increases right. over over time, and it makes its way it's, to the market. Unless he takes over the starting job and just goes haywire. I mean, that's a one two dollar card in a, in a few months. So. If you're buying it at six because it just came out and you got some extra money to spend and you want to set it on a stand on your desk and look at it, cool. But uh, now is not the time for new product to be buying singles of the prominent guys because, uh, Andy, those rated rookies, the the rookie day ones that you were talking about, there was a, a handful of guys that were buying all the QBs up and and made probably made some good money doing those. I bought a couple of the defensive guys for like one, two dollars each, you know, and those skyrocketed too because people realized how rare they were. So again, that's kind of like the pivot. We kind of teach the pivot here more than anything else because no one oh, there you go. I might have found a play, Steve. I didn't want to interrupt your train of thought, but I reminded uh just remembered that uh I, we definitely got to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo in concussion protocol. Mo, most quarterbacks, I don't think we've seen a single player, at outside, even outside of quarterbacks, that go into concussion protocol and then play the immediate week after. They're making them sit that extra week now, which is probably good, which is probably good. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out this week. You got uh, Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell was a preseason boy wonder with the mustachio. Brian Hoyer has not looked good since he was way younger going back to like uh, Cleveland Browns days whenever uh, he remember he got a start because uh, I think it was, was it, at that time it was Johnny Manziel that went out or no, it was it was, must have been Baker maybe that went down. It was I can't remember what year, but it was the Josh Gordon year with Brian Hoyer. Hmm. And they went they went nuclear for a little while until Brian Hoyer got injured, and then he tried to make a comeback, and it was just never the same. And he's been downhill since, and he hasn't looked good on the last few teams that he played for. And the spot starts that he's got, he's looked terrible. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start Aiden O'Connell, or maybe Aiden O'Connell doesn't start the game. Brian Hoyer does, but Aiden comes in by the second quarter. Excuse me, because you got the best wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. Why not put a guy back there that's going to sling it? And Jacoby Myers isn't bad either. He got options. Yeah, I know that there's definitely a polarizing view on O'Connell so far, and I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about it, but I will just err on the side of caution because we saw a lot of other guys that did some stuff in the preseason and then did nothing in the regular season. It's, it's, it is worth noting that the quality of player they're playing against isn't typically starter level. It's wild. I think we can clearly see here you've got a Canadian that doesn't know the value of Aiden O'Connell because here we've got an $18.53 sold from Aiden of that same silver mosaic that is going for um, C.J. Stroud for 91 and Anthony Richardson for 70 
and I get this one's got 1482 in shipping from Canada, which is wild, man. That's that's pretty steep. But um, 30 32 dollars here total out the door for this card. This there was another one though that sold just two days ago that was listed at 60 and sold best offer accepted. You don't think this one was discounted all the way to 32, do you? No, but you know what? Go go back up real quick. I think you completely we both completely missed it. I just noticed it right now though. The first one you showed me. Look at the one right under it. That's not a pink. It's a purple out of 49 for five. Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, I missed that too. I just assumed that was a non-numbered pink. Oh, that's a, man. That's a purple power, baby. That's a purple power. And it's numbered out of 49. Someone's. If, oh, if, my if, God. Please tell me one of you guys sniped like that. plus card, man. Tell me one of you guys sniped that. If this kid starts this week. Somebody's about to like 20x on this card. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that's that's some Saturday night money for next week if you sell that. So. Yeah. Dude, that that that's is it. awesome. And and I guess that's the volatility you can find because a lot of these are going to be buy it now solds because the auctions typically people do seven days and the market's this product. Look, I've got a hobby box of it right here, baby. I got a hobby box of it right here that premium members of the quest are in a break this friday night eight of you are in this break we're going to do an auction style draft we're going to break the box open i think my man rhino from rhino verse is going to join because i think he's got a box too and so we're going to rip his his he's going to rip his box personal consumption after we do this one for the for the patreon break so that's exciting and uh hopefully we get all these guys in there and because man, the volatility right now on some of these cards is pretty insane. That I mean, that that just goes to show you right there that uh, some of these some of these cards are gonna get posted up, and there may be somebody that's just not in tune with the market that sees a guy they're like, ah, you know, I really wanted this guy instead, and just lists it up for a couple bucks just to get rid of it. And one man's trash became another man's treasure, just like that. <laughs> just like that, baby. Just just like that, it could flip on its head. Just like Puka Nakua did. Just like Jerome Ford did. Uh, just like Kadarius Tony did at some point in history. Just don't don't put don't don't bet on that happening again. He's uh, he's got a toe injury right now. He probably will play. But it turns out that it looks like, in, in terms of uh, uh, targets per route run and premium targets. Rashi Rice is still the top receiver consistent uh, opportunity outside of Travis Kelsey. And then it's Sky Moore. And then it's uh, Kadarius Toney and Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Or maybe Justin Watson, too. I'd put them all there equally. You know, Patrick Mahomes can complete well. the ball to 10 different pass catchers in any game, given game. Yeah, Watson did pretty well. He was used very scarcely last year, but they see enough in him that he's He's making some big plays for him. If there was an injury, uh, he would definitely move up and, and probably do quite well. But, again, there's just too many guys that are, like, similar in talent. No one really stands out from the group right now except for Kelsey, obviously. I'll tell you another good snipe tomorrow night for tomorrow night's game with the Lions and the Packers. Uh, as we do, I do want to get through the rest of, like, get our get our quick take on the um, – got to go through our 
you know, pickums uh, for the, and look at the rest of these games, Steve. But tomorrow night, Jair Alexander is not going to be playing for Green Bay. Ooh. This is getting a little bit more interesting. Ooh, that's that's uh, Amon Ra could be going to the moon and back. Yes, and he's a 2021 rookie, and he's a sun god. And I might be able to find kind of like Zach Moss. Well, not like Zach Moss, but kind of like uh, maybe Jalen Waddle. I compare him to uh, a couple of these 2021 wide receivers. Jalen Waddle kind of jumps out to me there, but maybe I could find something on COMC. I'm trying to snipe and spend this money I got on COMC for Amon Ra. Rookie card, rookie auto, Amon Ra. Steve, see anything you like? It's an auction in nine days. I was gonna say that that definitely stood out, but oh wow. What about this? What about yeah. this BGS authenticated? I like that. I like Dude, that. that's pretty sick. That's a event signed auto right there. No, I like that a lot, actually. I mean, it's cheaper than all this other stuff. I know the event signed stuff doesn't go for nearly as much as the manufacturer signed, even though it's like authenticated by an extremely reputable company and it's not. Um, Look at how much that Phoenix auto is. Jeez. Wow. I'm one of those Phoenix fans, man. So it seems like the prices are only going up as we go down. What, how, uh, let me see. Is that legacy one? Is that a college uniform? Uh, let's see, legacy. Row. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. It, it is color match. It does have rookie card shield, but it is a college. And this is the market for his autos. I'm, I'm tempted to buy this event signed one. I'm wondering if you make it. The white Donruss uh, base is not terrible, but that, I think this is pretty interesting, honestly. Yeah, because I mean, even if I this doesn't work out on here, I get it home. A little bit of color match. How much? How much negative impact do you think that clash is between green prism and the lions? <laughs> <laughs> At least the you blue know? ink is on there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know green isn't one of the you know more sought after variations, but it doesn't look like there's any comps because there's no there's no comps it's in a that's literally that's literally the one only huh yeah something. yeah they're talking about just the green prism in general yeah super interesting so i wonder if i uncheck autographed and i check serial number now all of a sudden we've got 81 so much bigger selection much lower prices when they're just looking at serial numbered and non-autographed, but this is another kind of sweet spot where you can definitely capitalize on. Serial numbered, um, man, his stuff does go for a lot. I don't remember if I shared it last week or not, but I picked up a... Oh, here, I found a Optic Hollow signed, event signed. For, went in auction for 81 on 130 point. All right. So that gives you an idea. You could yeah. potentially list it for a hundo, I would think. 
Yeah. I can't remember I, if I shared this or not, but get it out of the sleeve here. Got a nice blue scope. CSG ten. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. You know the drill, Steve. <laughs> we gotta blow you up. There you go. What you got there? CSG ten. I'm on raw blue scope. Grabbed it a couple weeks ago before the season started because I, you know, have the feeling of transcendence for the Lions offense. So, been hanging on to that. I know he's got some bigger weeks ahead of him, 20, 30 point type weeks. So, been hanging on to it for that. Are you going to list it for tomorrow night's game? Hmm. You know, one of the advantages of a Thursday night game is if he does well, you have a much longer time to sell it before the following week. So, I may uh, – ah, that's a good point. If Alexander's out, I, I may may list it ahead of the game. All right. So he is out. He's confirmed out. I'm looking at the news right here. He's confirmed out. And Christian Watson is looking to make his debut. So I, I'm feeling a shootout, man, tomorrow night. I'm feeling a shootout tomorrow night in Green Bay. The weather's nice right now in Green Bay. This is the best weather they're going to have there all year. So this is this is the time for this game to get out of control on the Thursday night in Green Bay. I think we see some points put up, especially if some of these weapons are back for both these teams. But even so, if not, hey, Amon Ross St. Brown's going to feast. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about it. James says so, grave for two tutties. I'll tell you what. There's not a lot of cards out for him, but that is a guy that you should be looking at, and that is a guy that you should be owning in Dynasty or maybe even Keeper formats, more Dynasty than Keeper. But that guy's going to be a stud, man. He's already kind of coming into form already, but he hasn't had quite the early pounce that uh, that uh, what's his, what's his face from the Lions did. But he won't take too long to follow, and uh, he looks really good. All right. So now that you now that you've got a really good feel for tomorrow night's game, let me let me clue you in here on these on these pickums for tomorrow night for on underdogfantasy.com. Promo code quest, everybody. Get that hundred percent instant deposit bonus. Play along with us. Uh, last week we made four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Let's see if we can do it again, guys. Let's see if we can do it tomorrow night, maybe. I don't know. Let's see if we can put together five picks for tomorrow night's game. Oh man. And and bring home the bacon. Jared Goff, 253 passing yards is the number. Jair's out. We, we, we've, we've hit that two out of three weeks, Steve. We've hit it. And the one week we missed it, was it was uh, 243. Very close. And that was the Atlanta Falcons that like to hog the clock and run the ball <laughs> and rinse and repeat. And to be fair... They've been one of the worst defenses in the league for years, but how many first-round draft picks can you get before your team actually starts getting better? And they don't get the recognition they, they should because they got Bijan, and that's all people acknowledge them for. But that secondary is actually pretty good. It's not not the best in the league, but it's it's pretty good. Amon Ra, last two weeks, 102 yards on the dot each week. And his over-under 72.5. You could actually go 75.5 rushing plus receiving. We got 28.5 yards after the catch. 
nine targets. Four and he and got so many so options. Some weird lines on him. So many options, dude. So many options. Uh, I think I don't know I, why anybody would take the one with the rushing when he has he's had one carry. You know, pressure rate is pretty decent with Green Bay on the on the front line. I'm not seeing any injury reports here around their uh, their D line. So, um, yeah, I think that Amon Ra could be in line for a lot of targets in this type of game script. Um, we come back over here and see if. Yeah, that's what I want to look at. Uh, impact players uh, out Bakhtiari, but he's on the line. He's he's uh, on the offensive line, and then uh, oh, Jair is out. That says questionable. Oh, he's out though. I'm looking at player news from today um, okay. on on Twitter. Back uh, linebacker Devondre Campbell is also out for Week Four. Mm-hmm. Boom. So I'm looking. Yeah, it's this is no brainer. This is totally plus EV. We're just going to come in here and hit the higher on his receiving yards. And now we've got to bring it back with some guys on the other side. I'm I'm not opposed with Sam Laporta picking one of these either. I mean, look at the target rate. Still with no Jamison Williams. Potentially uh, no David Montgomery tomorrow night. We're still looking at five targets give or take i think this is look this look at how this has increased for laporta over the past couple weeks and now we get a touchdown and some more yardage uh 42 i mean it's right there man right there i think that's a really easy number to hit the over on all right all right now we're going with some uh some defensive players uh, Aiden Hutchinson, two solo tackles, three three tackles plus assists. Look, that's, that's right there. Bad. It is pretty close. Damn, he had yeah, two last week. Nice. I feel Four. like yeah, but we got to take a for the slip to work. We got to take Green Bay, a couple Green Bay guys. I I agree. I agree. Yeah, we got to take Jordan Love. I think what we do now is we do our bring back. With Jordan Love, he had 259 last week against New Orleans on 44 attempts. That was a comeback. At Atlanta, we know that's going to be the lowest passing game. And then at Chicago, that's going to be fairly low too, 227. Uh, So I think this number tomorrow night is pretty healthy. I think he's going to have some somewhere in that 30 to 35 pass attempt range. A 229 number is not bad. He, we also saw him rush the ball for, what, 39 yards this past week, like some pretty good yardage. Yeah, 39 in the touchdown on his legs. So that total number is putting you right at 300 total yards. You got 250 here. Um, What about the 16 and a half rushing yards? Yeah, man. That's uh, they, the pass rush is legit, and uh, that could force him to run more. the 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 question is, do you get Aaron Jones back? We don't know. That's that's still questionable. I like that's a true questionable designation on Aaron Jones right now and Christian Watson because I I do think that that changes his game plan, you know, um, and that could be a situation where he doesn't hit that. The thing that's really saved him, if we're being honest, is the touchdowns. 
there's really not a lot. The week one against the Bears, uh, you know, that looked great on paper. But now looking back, you know, how big of a feat was that? Then against Atlanta, you know, only 151 yards, three touchdowns. And then New Orleans, which is actually probably the best defense they've played so far, 259, took 44 attempts to do it, but one and one. So I think you got to kind of temper your expectations here because this could be maybe they're probably on par with New Orleans defensively, and uh, they have a really good pass rush. So I think it'd be an average of the first two weeks, more so than what he did last week. Yeah, yeah, and ultimately with with the hamstring issues that Jones and um, Christian Watson are dealing with, I think they're going to be more careful with these guys than rush them back out there. You know, he's like Christian Watson's already sat out. I think he's going to make his debut tomorrow night, but it could be on a it could be on a pitch count to see how he how he does, kind of you know, ease, ease into things with the hamstring. They don't want him pulling another, pulling the hamstring and making it worse right up, right off the bat. Same thing with Aaron Jones, you know, and Aaron Jones is more of a veteran player and he hasn't uh, logged, he's logged nothing, three straight limited practice after being sidelined completely last week. So it's like, man, we might, we might adjust this line, but I think right now, if you put it in as the pass plush rush, Steve, I like that one the best just because, I'm really only having to pay for an extra three and a half yards now, but I've given, I've opened it up to where I can get there through the air or on the ground. That's fair. And then we pick our guy. Uh, the The chat wanted Musgrave, huh? He's, he's put up. I mean, he's bit 36.5. Pretty much the average of his output so far there. So let me let me uh, let me see something real quick. I might uh, I might use my SOS or not my I, I might use this SOS metric here from PFF to look at the Lions or I should say the Green Bay defense here against the Lions. And it's about it's about equal between favorability for tight end, running back, and wide receiver. So the tight end is higher than the wide receiver. So yeah, let's go Musgrave. Let's do it. Let's go Musgrave. Boom! There's our five picks, Steve. Should we go bullish? We got we got uh, five hundred fifty dollars in the account. Now. <laughs> Are you playing with house money, Andy? You playing with house money? Five correct picks pays two hundred. That's what I actually did last week. I made, uh, yeah, but I'm uh, put in ten dollar bets. So let's do it. Confirm. Jay says. I oh, the projection has changed. Which one changed? Which which one changed? They won't tell me. You'll How do I know which up. one changed? You'll have to go up and look. Goff said two fifty three, which is what it was. Seventy two and a half. 42 and a half. Jordan Love. Love. 50. 550. That's the same. Musgrave, 36.5. That's still the same. Set, submit. Huh. Let me uh, reload the screen. Let me see. I agree, I agree with what Jay's saying, and that's kind what of what he's saying. I'm at, he's saying that 
uh, Jordan throwing for 300 plus every week. Actually, I don't, he hasn't thrown for 300 plus yet. And I agree. I don't, I don't think he's going to, a lot of those touchdowns are coming from just efficiency and not from volume more than anything else. Oh, they pulled the Musgrave line. They pulled the Musgrave line. The Musgrave line got bet out. The Musgrave line is gone. That's whack, dude. Oh, man. Hi, need any help? Yeah, let (laughs) me type to the underdog support. Yes, bring the Musgrave line back. back. (laughs) What's the, 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 uh, what did Dubs do last week? Yeah, if if but the thing is, if is Christian Watson gonna start? I think I think his number is gonna be like this. Yeah, but without we'll the, the touchdowns, under. if Christian Watson starts, Dubs with the under, or you can go Jaden Reed uh, over. He's actually, I mean, he's way better yeah. than Dubs is honestly. Yeah, I feel way more confident about the J. I'm gonna have to go with the Jaden Reed. I'm gonna have to go with the Jaden Reed. What's it? What's it at? Thirty-seven. Yeah, let's go. With, let's go with the Jaden Reeks. Take it away, <laughs> dear God. And can I get it in? Ah, right. <laughs> man, but we missed the Musgrave. The Musgrave was money. Musgrave equals. Money. Hey, you know what? Remember last week that happened? We were doing the C.J. Stroud line, and we got it in before they moved it up like 20, 25 yards. So, and we he ended up throwing for like what? Close to three hundred, I think. We've got the two best rookie tight ends playing against each other tomorrow night. I think in terms of maybe not athletic profile, right? Um, But college profile, but guys that are going to be the highest producing tight ends. Like these guys are about to finish their rookie season as tight end ones above a lot of other tight ends in the league that were drafted way before them. Musgrave and Laporta are the guys. Yeah, and I know that you know, in the, during the preseason, we talked a bit about, you know, uh, rookie tight ends. A lot of people said rookie tight ends don't, uh, you know, don't do a lot in their first year. Historically, that's true. But like we said, a lot of that comes from being buried behind uh, a veteran or in a timeshare. I mean, if you're out there and you're a great route runner and you're getting all the work, it's naturally going to be, uh, you know, a lot more volume and a lot more efficiency. See if, there, if there's really anything ending on. Uh, See, does he have a uh, pen panels? Maybe because I know there's not a lot of pro uniform stuff yet. No, no real auctions ending soon. Is a year one. Doesn't have any pro designations on there. Not feeling the love for the uh, wait. Musgrave was drafted in the second round, if I remember correctly, right? The third round at the latest. Musgrave is currently the 14th tight end overall. Yeah. Dude, he was drafted early second round. Why do we not have pro uniform cards out for him? What the heck is going on here? Is Musgrave in Mosaic? Okay. Apparently, he's in Mosaic in a practice uniform. Come on, Panini. Hey, at least it's a at least it's a pro uniform. Yep, I got pro uni. All right, that's his card then. Oh man, white sparkle. So all these things, like, dude, if tomorrow night doesn't go well, these are all going to turn into potential snipes. Now the product's brand new, so it's going to be hard. Like this orange, that's fire. 
for Packers right there. I don't think it'll be a detractor, but it will be an enhancement if people were already in on the card. It's only going to you know spike it up that much more. Musgrave's interesting because he's not nearly as obvious as Laporta. Laporta has spiked up a lot more after this past leak, uh, past week. Did I say leak? Uh, <laughs> past week than than Musgrave. Yeah, and you know what? As the end of the off season came about, there was a lot of people talking about these two guys kind of creeping up on uh, Dawson Knox, or not Dawson Knox, uh, Kincaid, as far as like who should be drafted and, and, and all of that jazz. It's too early to say, but you know I think it's more because of, again, the timeshare situation where Dawson Knox is kind of absorbing some of Kincaid's uh, future glory, if you will, where these other two guys don't have anyone in front of them. So true. <laughs> BCJ's cracking up as he got the, the shorts on. There's Ryan from Ryan Overs. I think I just pulled this card yesterday. Romeo Dobbs is a red zone target right now. Eh, I don't know about that, BCJ. He he may he may be, but no, I'd I'd want to see what his um what his catch rate, what the target quality is there. He's definitely not the best receiver on that team. So it's it's obviously going to be changing a lot depending on if um, if, if if Christian Watson's available. Tonight. I, I think Christian Watson makes his debut tomorrow night, Steve. You watch. This game's going to be interesting. I think we got a little bit of shootout on our hands. We got the two best rookie tight ends going against each other in the Porta I'm, Musgrave. I'm for a shootout, Andy. I, I, I don't know about this year, but I remember if you remember the first few Thursday night games last season they were really yep. atrocious people were wanting their amazon prime refund <laughs> denver played like a handful of the first few thursday games you remember that yeah yeah so did you see the advertisement for the the new like state-of-the-art disney sunday morning game over in the uk I'm excited. The kids I and I are totally excited. I understand what, what it is, but I did see it. All right. So who, who do you got here? We got our first London game of the year. We're kicking off 9.30 a.m. These London games, I feel uh, I feel like defenses aren't quite as sharp, uh, but I feel like the passing offenses aren't quite as sharp either. I mean, it's the Falcons, okay, going up against the Jags. How, well, let's go through these, Steve. Give me uh, Give me your pick. Well, um, normally I would have said I don't think the Jaguars fall to one and three, but until they start playing actual football, I think the Falcons can sweep this one up. So the Falcons run offense, clearly. Uh, They should be. They are fifth in the NFL, eighth in yards per carry. Their passing offense is 22nd. On the other hand, the Jaguars' run defense is fifth. And their run defense is eighth in yards allowed per carry. So uh, Jags run defense, pretty solid, man. So the Falcons are going to have their work cut out. It's like the Falcons' strength going into the Jaguars' strength on defense. Uh, and and they have very fast linebackers. So the Jaguars have fast defense. So this is going to be interesting. This is going to really put Bijan Robinson's skills to the test. 
I think he's up for the challenge. And then uh, conversely, Steve, the Falcons' passing defense is seventh in yards allowed per pass. Pretty good, pretty good, but 20th overall in DVOA. So compared to the Jaguars' passing offense of 21st, 18th in yards per pass, they're kind of middle of the middle of the pack in passing defense, passing offense, and their run offense has not been good. Not been good. I think for Jacksonville, the bright spot has been ETN so far this season. And based on what you're saying, it only seems like that'll be the guy to play from the Jaguars this week. Uh, I dig it, man. Yeah, I dig it. ETN's another interesting 2021 guy that I, I would like to look up on um, COMC as well because he is a, got a bell cow role right now, and he, he did lead – college football in 2019 in broken tackles can't forget that and he's already had 49 rushing attempts uh 4.2 yards per carry not bad a pretty solid sample size through three games including 11 receptions for 79 receiving yards one total touchdowns to rb 14 and fancy points per game right now i like it steve i, I think that's i think that's your pick here yeah uh i think that's what i would <laughs> i think that's if i was doing some pick em slips you know I would probably lean in in that direction. I, I may go with some defensive pickums in this game. Honestly, I'm probably not going to touch pickums in this game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Jaguars win this one. I'm gonna okay. disagree with you and say the Jags win this one, just because you know the UK is like a home game for them these days. They do they do they do play a lot of uh, a lot of games there. Um, I just man, I I don't I don't like to see teams like fall from grace like that. But the Jaguars just not as bad as the Bears, but they just haven't looked good at all. Whereas the Falcons have looked at least formidable, you know. Yeah, I, I think the I think the Jags are going to start to put things uh, together a little bit better. And uh, Doug Peterson not fully involved in the offensive play calling right now. So that was one question they asked him in the press this week, and um, he's not he's not calling the plays on offense. He's letting his offensive coordinator doing it so if he gets his fingers back into that that'll definitely infuse some more creativity and probably some more production there i think the jaguars are one of those teams uh uh that get kind of get better as the year goes on and they're probably better at the end of the year than they are right now i still look at trevor lawrence as being like this really young kid so i feel like he's still got a lot of a growth to do you know um but steve let's move on because we got fireworks in this next game. Highest point total on the week. This should be probably the most exciting game at 1 p.m. to watch on Sunday. Dolphins at Bills. How can it not be? You got a massive AFC East uh, division matchup here in Buffalo. Weather should be great. Should be good. I don't know, but it's yeah, we'll check it at game time. But it should be pretty good at this time of year. And 2-1 uh, and one Bills hosting the 3-0 and o Dolphins. Just put up 70 points against the... The Broncos, Steve, who do you got? I'm actually shocked that Buffalo is such a heavy favorite. Now, I, I wonder if that's just because New Yorkers bet so heavily on their own team, uh, and that's why. But they beat them last year. I don't see why they wouldn't beat them again this year. I'll definitely take Miami. here. Well, we've got, we've got uh, the Bills' run defense as currently third overall in DVOA, but 30th in yards allowed per carry. So this is fantastic if they're playing real light boxes and playing soft uh, against the run. 
then this Dolphins run offense, which is currently first in the NFL and 12th in yards per carry, is just going to destroy the uh, the Bills' run defense. And then the Dolphins' passing offense, of course, is first in DVOA, first in yards per pass. And the Bills' passing defense is 22nd in yards allowed per pass. So from that standpoint, I'm like, wow, man, this is uh, this is going to be interesting. This 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 should be a pretty high scoring game. The Bills run offense is fourth in yards per carry. The Bills run defense or the Dolphins run defense is one of the worst in the league right now. 29th, 29th, man. But their passing defense has been good. And the Bills passing offense has not been so good. The Bills passing offense is actually below average. They're ranking 28th in yards per pass right now. That's that's pretty wild. I got to I got to look at some advanced metrics here on um uh your boy Josh Allen, man. Yeah, when the when the steam started building up for the Dolphins last year, I think that there was only a handful of us that took them against the Bills and that, and they did did beat them that first time and then obviously after two it got hurt. That's basically an entirely different uh team if you will with Skylar Thompson. But uh, the way they're playing right now, obviously it's not uh, a guarantee, but you got to look at that and be like, if they can do half of that every week, is there a team that can hang with them? Hmm. They're not throwing the ball deep. I'm looking here. Josh Allen has only had five deep ball attempts. That's passes over 20 yards, whereas Tua's had 13. There's a big difference there. Why are they, Why you know, so uh, there's some interesting decisions going on there in Buffalo. They have been playing pretty good. It looks like they've been throwing the ball at a pretty decent rate compared to the run still. Um, 36 and a half pass attempts per game, which ranks top 10 among quarterbacks right now. So um, yeah, I think, I think this, this shapes up to be a, a good game. I think this is like one there you gotta have, you gotta have exposure both ways. I know that you probably have to pay up, but this is this is what we did last week, man. Um, who the heck is Stuart Skinner? Oh, that's a hockey pickup. <laughs> a nice man, stash, hell of a mustache. <laughs> hell of a mustache. So, turns out Tua could have easily been named Stuart at birth. 273. 273 on the passing yards prop for Tua. Uh, that's 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 pretty juicy, man. You got two out of three right now where he's hit that. <laughs> Just didn't quite get there against New England. And guess what, Steve? I think he's going to get Jalen Waddle back this week. You know, the concussion protocol. You missed the one week. You come back the second week. So he's been doing this all this past week with no Jalen Waddle. I mean, this is this is crazy, man. I mean, how do you not go over on these Miami and Buffalo players this weekend? And what he did last week, he did in less than four quarters because he got pulled. So I think it's a good play. Yeah, and and you want to uh, you want to sprinkle Raheem Mostert? I mean, you could easily put together five pickums. From this game, whether it's uh, Tyreek, um, actually Tyreek, he's got a 87.5, 157, 40, 215. 
Uh, at, I, at New England, they must have had like three guys on them or something. Because, but that's the thing is Belichick is he's notorious for taking your best player out of the game. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Hey, New England's good at that. Buffalo's not going to be able to do that. No way. So I was hoping for a Durham Smythe line, Andy. Yeah, I only got these three lines right now for Miami. So um, I don't know if Raheem does. Does Raheem? Yeah, he definitely gets action in the the receiving game as well. So I would just put him on on the combo. The combo of um, rushing and receiving. And and then you bring it back, or or you could take Raheem all together because we don't know the the workload split could could change a little bit this week between A Chain and uh, Raheem. Raheem is a pretty old guy. I mean, it's not like he's a spring chicken, man. So I'm sure he's dealing with some little bruise or banged up thing, or maybe he's just so used to being beaten up and injured at this point he just doesn't really bother him well what do we got on the bills side Maybe all right bills rounded out there 269 i mean come on and we got 308 total uh i don't he has he hasn't been hitting those yardages he, i mean washington though washington has had a really good defense like when I look at uh wash look at Washington's passing defense has been ninth in the NFL through two games. So uh, they've been above average. So I, I I'll give them I'll give them just like a situational. Plus they were in positive game script a lot there. There's a so lot of I, different lines though. Yeah, the Ve- the Vegas the Vegas game I think is a little bit more indicative of what we could see but miami's gonna push that so i i just think if we're painting a picture where two is going over well by golly josh allen's going over you know what i'm saying you you mean to tell me you don't want the half interception line i'm oh. I'm, appalled. I'm appalled andy oh man <laughs> the coin flip well what's he what's he what's he looking like i'm pretty sure he's got one a game so far he did have well. He had uh, oh, one and three. Yeah. He had three in in week one against the Jets, and then at Washington he had one. Definitely a better choice than the fumble one. Oh yeah, they had a fumble. They had a fumble one. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Even the completions one. Um, look at the completions. He's probably hit that. Even if he hasn't hit the yardage. 23.5 uh oh it doesn't show uh yeah i'd have to pull them up on a different website but yeah i i get your point it's uh it's gonna be close i think it's a pretty pretty competitive line let's see completion percentage has been good so far this year 72 percent there you go that's gonna uh, have to be yeah it's been on 72 percent of all attempts Let's see if I can find it too. So, yeah, I I think uh, I mean you're 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 right there when you look at it, you know. So his you, completions are twenty nine, thirty one, and twenty. Twenty was against the 
Redskins or Commanders. Soon to be Redskins again. Yeah. The completion number is pretty good. I, I'm fine. What do you think? Which one do you want to go with, Steve? I'll let you pick. I, I like that just because we haven't seen a huge total in passing yards, but a little more consistency in the number of completion. Okay. So we're going completions. Who's he, who's he completing the ball to? Gate. Uh, well, we know Diggs. Diggs is at hit. What? Diggs is hit over on this line every single week. That's easy. What about, uh, what's his name? The defensive back, though, for uh, Miami, the, the the really good one that they might stick on. It's uh, Xavier. What's his name? Xavier or something? Yeah. Uh, Xavier Woods or something. Yeah. He's, or no, Xavier Howard. Yeah. Xavier. He's all right. Yeah. He, he's all right. Let's, let's look at the wide receiver cornerback matchup chart. I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, Justin Jefferson. Good. No, I'm looking for Stefan Diggs. It was good. They're giving him a, a good score here on PFF this week against all, right. all their defenders. Uh, their grades are very descriptive based on film study. So that's uh, pretty good. I think contextual evidence-based grades during the season from week to week. Interesting. <laughs> it's not as good as the matchup Tyree Kills got at the oh, top. Man, dude. <laughs> That's gonna be a show. That's gonna be a show, man. Every week, man. You, that guy's just gonna put a show on. So I'm going, I'm going digs higher on the receptions. Dal- Dalton Kincaid at 23.5, man. Man, that's that's Are we uh, at, one of the- uh, oh no, we're at four still. Yeah, I want to. I want to put one more. It's probably just Gabe Davis. It should be just Gabe Davis. Reception. I mean, Gabe Davis. Uh, well. it, yeah, I'm going for it. I know it's kind of risky, but I'm going for it. He's got the targets to to get it to get over three each game, and and that's ultimately I think what we want to chase. So I'm I going feel like for if this. You're, if you're thinking he's in a complete, you know. X amount of passes at a high uh, completions and team reset. Oh, so I can't combine completions and a same team receptions. What? Yeah, look, uh, I tried to put in 10 completions and same team receptions cannot be combined. So I got I got to change my I got to either go with the yardage on That's digs, weird. which is fine. So we'll just exit this and we'll go higher on the yards and we'll submit that way there you go there you go all right and the nice thing is uh you know it's obviously not always optimal to take all overs but it is the day before the lines move as you saw with the musgrave one and uh that can work to your advantage if you're seeing slips posted early in the week uh, those lines can move either way. So it can help you or hurt you. All right, Steve. Bryce Young's coming back this week. Panthers are 0-3. Andy Dalton got his time in the sun. His hair turned even more red. Now it's time for, for Bryce to get back out there and throw at his pathetic four-and-a-half-yard average distance of target. 
Can he can he even hang with the Vikings at all? Like, is this just a instant win for the Vikings finally to get the oh, first? Oh man, I, I I hate to say that it's not instant, but uh, I think this is finally where the Vikings get a win, the first win of the season. Hey, there we go. I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I think somebody here in this Vikings run game can be showcased, and if, obviously these Vikings receivers are going to be showcased. Yeah, uh, this Panthers, the, Panthers passing offense worse in the league. Panthers is uh, on IR, so they are a bit impaired in the secondary, and they just haven't looked good. Yeah, and their run defense, the Panthers' run defense, ranks 31st in DVOA and 22nd in yards allowed per carry. So bring on uh, – this is the time for Alexander Madison to bounce back, get Cam Akers a few carries under his belt. If these guys don't do good in this game – Something's wrong, man. Something's wrong. Can KJ Osborne keep the streak going too? Man, he's looked not amazing, but uh, definitely outpacing most people's expectations. Well, it's insane. Kirk Cousins feeding four fantasy relevant players right now. <laughs> I mean, Kirk Cousins is is your QB one right now. I mean, it's insane, and it's going to stay that way until the Vikings. And it's going to stay that way all season. We we said this before the season. I said it so many times because. Of how bad their defense is. I mean, that's just... you know that that was a draft strategy back in the day uh, with taking Drew Brees because Drew Brees, you know that he could sling it, and you knew the Saints' defense sucked. It was the perfect storm for a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, yeah. All right, Broncos at Bears. Another battle of the zero and threes here. A bunch of winless teams in these matchups. 46 point over under though just like the last game we got a pretty solid over under point total right at that 45 46 number here uh the home home team bias aside Steve who who do you got here man uh Jalen Johnson's out with a hamstring uh, I, I want to say Bears by three, but uh, I don't even know, man. This could go either way. I would actually take the under more than anything else, but, uh, man, I hate to say it. I'll still take Bears by three. You know what? I'm going to go with my gut and Bears by three, but I would take the under. Yeah, I think uh, I would I would love to see Justin Fields get some more designed runs. Um and and I think the get Bears him out of the pocket. The run here because they they went from like the second most run heavy team in the league last year to basically not feeding anyone at all. So I, I think that they try to establish the run and win football like in the traditional fashion a bit more and kind of like build from the ground with Fields because if they don't, the season's going to be over pretty soon. Well, um, the, the the this is the game for them because the Broncos' defense has not played that great. I mean, they're 28th against the pass and 20th against the run, um, and, but, and their offense has played pretty solid. So, you know, if the Broncos are scoring points, can the Bears get their act together on offense in this game? This is their game, man. At home, game four. Get it, get it going here. Like, there's no – I think there's this is kind of like a no-excuse type game. You know, so this game could really um, have a lot of implications. And so I, I'm going to give the edge to the Bears at home. And uh, loser. I, I have too many. I have too many friends as Bear fans. I do have a few Denver Broncos 
uh, fans as friends as well. I know there's a couple questers that are Denver Broncos fans. They got a strong fan base, but I'm going to give the edge to the Bears at at home here. Is but uh, it, it, it hasn't been discussed. I know last year it was obvious that there was teams tanking, but do you think that in a in a low key way the Broncos could be tanking for like a Caleb Williams? Kind <laughs> yeah, of that's what Sean Payton's thinking. Yeah, get right. rid of this. I mean, they didn't get they rid didn't of this. Get rid of this weirdo Russell Wilson. Yeah. Although Russell's been pretty quiet this year, man. He's been he's a hard worker, but he's he has gotten kind of weird the past couple of years. So um ironically, he's like the QB six in fantasy though. Oh yeah, he's he's chucking it, man. He's yeah. chucking it. It's spreading the ball around a lot, but there's and I, I think you have a lot of new people gelling here with Denver, so they could get better as the season goes on. Like I almost did a double take on this game and told my and said to myself, "What am I thinking? Taking the Bears here? I should be taking the Broncos." <laughs> I almost you can did. See dude. It going either way, they both look horrendous right now. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, whew. man, these schedule makers doing a great job this year because next up we had the Ravens at the Browns, both two and one division matchup, AFC North. Outdoors in Cleveland could always it could have some win here any given Sunday. Deshaun Watson's coming off the best game in a Browns uniform he's had to date. Lamar Jackson's coming off a very good game right now. Both of these um, both these offenses are looking pretty good coming into this game. So, I think if Steve, we, if you asked me this question last week, I would have probably leaned towards the Ravens, but I'm actually going Browns here. It was just starting to look like Deshaun Watson was just not ever going to shake the rust off. But he actually looked respectable, above average, maybe even pretty good last week. Uh, but it's going to take more than just one of those outings to convince me, and it should take more than just that to convince you guys as well that that he's legit. But I think where they have looked good is on defense. Man, the pass rush looks good. And I got news for you. That Ravens O-line has looked really bad. I don't know if you saw how many times the Colts were in the backfield with Lamar. Basically every other play. So Miles Garrett might be getting a couple sack lunches this week, more than he can eat. He's going to have to share some with his team. I do like the Browns this week. All right, Browns at home. They've had um, the highest uh, uh, run offense where they've been first with the Dolphins in yards per carry, 11th overall. And they're uh, – their passing offense has been 26th overall. But like we said, they're coming off a good game from last week. Uh, Deshaun Watson threw for almost 300 yards. And um, they're both of these teams' defenses. Like, you look at this point total, 40 points? This seems way too low. If I was betting on the um, over-under here, I would be putting my money on the over. And I would give the edge to the Browns at home as well, Steve. But this one, I am very tempted to take an overslip of pickums uh, for the passing games here uh, for both the Ravens and the Browns because I bet you they're pretty low. I want to look at them real quick because I, I think they're I think they're going to be pretty low. Two hundred thirty-one passing yards. I knew it was going to be low. Come on, that's an easy layup. Look at this, dude. Look at this. Come on. Here, let's see. So last week, um, last week the Colts had four sacks on Lamar, and that doesn't even do 
justice to how many times they either hit him and he didn't go down or just missed him. Uh, they were on him constantly. And I think that the pass rush for the Browns is even that much better. I love the amount of targets that Elijah Moore's getting. He's even getting rushing attempts. It's going to eventually turn into a higher yield on a per touch basis as they start gelling a bit better. So wait, did that say wow. four and a half receptions for Amari Cooper? Yeah. Four and a half receptions, only 60 receiving yards. I know this is just priced way too low. This is priced way too low, way too low. So I I'm fine with taking the receptions clearly or the yardage. Steve, your pick receptions or yardage here. Let's uh, let's go receptions for more. I like that. Uh, receptions. I'm going to go receptions for Cooper and yardage for more. Fair. Or do you want it the other way around? I think they're both pretty much the same. They're both pretty much the same. Looks like Cooper's getting higher quality targets, at least, or, or may, a lower drop rate, or something there. There's a low conversion rate of targets to um, receptions for more in the first two games. Not last week. It's been great. So, uh, so there's our Browns. So now we bring it over. Up here, congrats to Ryan. Pull the silver CJ Stroud prism and a gold laser Gibbs, man. What? Let's go, let's go, dude. That silver CJ Stroud's a hundred dollar card right now, right? (laughs) Yeah, man. Dude, he couldn't wait. Did he pull that tonight? He's supposed to be. Ripping these mosaics, but I know he's, he gets itchy over there with some sealed product, man. <laughs> All right, so Lamar, look at this passing line for Lamar, 200 yards. That's silly. This game, I know the Browns, the Browns passing defense has been fantastic. Second overall right now in the NFL. Second. So it's not going to be an easy challenge. Uh, but I like the rushing total better. You like the rushing total better. Uh, hey. I think it's a trap, man. You think so? I think it's a trap. The Browns rushing, the Browns run defense has been sixth overall. I mean, they've been good. They've been really good. Top. Yeah, but the, the the rushing yards generated from the QB position usually come from a scramble, like a broken play rather than like a designed run. Yeah, I think I think uh I think so if you look at last week when yeah. he was getting a barrage of hits in the backfield. Look, he managed to put up a hundred yards still. Yeah, Miles Garrett's coming in hot too every time, isn't he? You're right. Well, you got a good point here, Steve. You got a good point, and that that does paint a pretty good. All right, I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with the rushing yards. So then, what do we do with the the bring along, or do we just stop here at four? We go with the uh, Justin Tucker. <laughs> go with Justin Tucker. That that's a good pick, right? Fizzled out drives. Justin Tucker basically hitting 60 yarders. Yeah, so he automatic. would need, well, yeah, to get six, he would need. Uh, I'm either that or I'm in on I'm in on Zay. I'm liking the Zay. The Zay line's pretty easy, too. Is Odell still out? Uh, no line on him. I know he was dealing with. Uh, something you know, the other talk talking back about the Browns for a second. Kareem Hunt's already battling two different injuries, 
know if you caught that. I know Andrews hasn't been doing a whole lot. What were his last couple games looking like? Ah, uh, dude, yeah. I mean, just, just not getting the touchdowns. He used to get double the amount of targets as well. He's playing like and a I, typical tight end right now. And I just I, I mentioned it when we were doing our best ball drafts, man. A lot of people were going Lamar and uh and him, you know, boom, boom, two, three. And I don't know, man. There was just something telling me that this wasn't the year for him. And here's the thing is that the reason he was the focal point before is because they didn't have a guy they like to throw to and they they do in, in Zay Jones now. Or Zay Flowers, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm going I'm going with Zay. Odell's also gonna be out. He didn't even practice today. I, I get it, he's a veteran, so maybe it's just a, a rest day. But I mean, if he's not he hasn't even practiced at all this week with an ankle. So I don't know. It's a true questionable. Keep an eye out. He's not up here, so that definitely Kind of shows an indication he may not play, which is just going to be more targets for Zay. Maybe some more rushing yards for uh, Lamar. So there you have it. Another another slip in the book, Steve. We're racking him up this week, baby. It, All right. So <laughs> Steelers, Steelers at Texans, 1 p.m. CBS. Steelers now a surprising 2-1 and because Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Not, not yeah. looking so hot there. Um, you know what? I, I've been sweet on the Texans every week. I'm going to stay with that. I think that uh, they just keep ascending every week, honestly. So I'm going to go with Texans. I love it, man. I love it. C.J. Stroud has uh, been throwing the ball more. On average, 40 pass attempts per game. Uh True complete, true true completion percentage close to seventy. Uh, true passer rating at eighty-seven, and a seven and a half yards per attempt. That's a full yard more than Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett's true passer rating has been a fifty-five. Uh, not good, not good. His 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 total quarterback rating right now through three games is a twelve point three. That the hey, that's pulled right off of playerprofiler.com. I don't know if that's a typo or if that's if that's accurate, but you guys go look it up yourself. I mean, wow. he's not too far behind uh Trevor Lawrence in that regard. Like he's made five deep ball attempts, but it doesn't look like he's he, completed any. Okay, here. Uh, I'm missing something data. I think there's some data missing on Kenny. Point than Joshua Dobbs, Andy. There must be some data missing on Kenny Pickett in this in this what I just read out. So maybe that's not accurate. But he's been I know, pretty fortunate that defenders have dropped as many of his interceptions as they have. I don't know if you've seen any of the <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. The Steelers always play in prime time. So I've gotten to watch quite a bit of him. And it has it hasn't been great. You know, hasn't been great at all. They, they definitely need Deontay Johnson back. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't think Pickett's the, the answer. I've been echoing that since since the draft. And uh, I guess we'll see. But, man, I think Stroud Stroud's going to be exceptional this game. And uh, clearly uh, Houston is not the favorite here. But I, I do like them to win this one. So they've been they've been playing pretty fast. If I look at their pace of play for the Steelers, they've been playing pretty fast. Um, 
a Texans detect and and he's been pretty good on play action. Kenny Pickett's been pretty good on play action when I'm looking at his uh, play action completion percentage. It's his best stat across all of his metrics. Uh, so that kind of lines up good. And then, the, you know, you look at the Texans run defense, it's not been great, but their uh, passing defense has been pretty decent, like middle of the pack. And overall, the Texans, um, the Texans offense has been their passing offense has been what has been a lot better. And I think the balls kind of bounced their way a little bit uh, for them last week. So, that that always helps. This is going to be a tough game, man. This is a true test. If C.J. Stroud can get a, a victory here at home against the Steelers, this is big time, man. Big time. So I I don't know. You know I I'm uh, I'm looking at this. If um, I saw Laramie Tunsil questionable, but he's a veteran All Pro uh, lineman, offensive lineman for the Texans, so maybe just rest like Odell as well, but. Uh, if he's out there, then that's definitely they're going to need him because the pressure rate from on the Steelers is is high. That's you know that's a big factor. And letting these plays develop, getting these getting these uh, drives to go downfield. The same times, uh, Will Anderson's going to be all over Pickett. I like to go for the Texans here at home too, man. This one I think has got a sneaky uh, potential to shoot out as well. I think this one goes over as well. 42. The thing I like is teams that have like positive momentum, you know, like the Texans do. I think it, it just makes it easier to want to pick them because Steelers have barely hung on for, for their lives thanks to their defense. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some weeks where the defense isn't going to be able to keep them in games. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I might have to come back. I think this one's worth revisiting and and putting building a uh, a slip around or building the roster around. Uh, definitely a lot of like card implications there. Whether you're looking at Calvin Austin or Jalen Warren, kind of on the on the Steelers, or maybe you're investing in some defensive players like Joey Porter Jr. in the card market. Um, I think his role is going to be expanded this weekend with some other defensive injuries to the Steelers. And then, you know, the Texans, like, looking, we looked at a lot of C.J. Stroud cards earlier. Uh, challenging, but not not impossible to get into, but Brian definitely challenging. Tank Dell, Andy. Don't forget, we found Tank him in Dell. the top 10. Top 10 yeah. receiver, Tank Dell. Yeah, Tank Dell, Nico Collins. So he's feeding uh, multiple highly relevant receivers right now. All right, brother. Rams, Colts. So I think points uh, over under. I think uh, this line is anticipating the return of Anthony Richardson. He should be back this week. Should be back. Um, I think here's what I'm a bit worried about is you saw the Rams O line kind of get exposed this week. And uh, that being said, the Colts have looked really good in the pass rush. They're the seventh ranked fantasy defense currently. So they're sneaky good on defense. Um, I'm not sold on Anthony Richardson yet. So I, I do think it'll be a close game. So it's going to come down to defense. I think that the under is the best play here. Um, but I will actually take the Rams. Right on, man. Yeah. 
Um, you're going Rams, huh? This is a tough one. This is a tough one for me. I think I may. I think I may give too much uh, weight to home field advantage. I also, I like. I like Ar man. I like Ar, but this is this is going to be. Uh, I think a pretty close matchup here, man. Uh, I'm going to go Colts in this one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Colts just by one score, only because the Rams rush running uh, defense is bad. It's one of the worst in the league right now what I'm looking at 31st in yards allowed per carry 30th overall so uh just just by that metric alone maybe AR doesn't run as much but that that like like we talked about earlier that sets up real nice for Zach Moss and then you got AR taking a couple runs freezing linebackers doing his thing Michael Pittman Jr an absolute stud um Rams passing defense eh, about middle of the pack about middle of the pack, Steve. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh but this game could be interesting here. That Rams passing offense has been awesome. So I'll go with the Colts at home, Steve. Right on. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's such a close one. It's it's really uh hard to say, but I just going with the gut on that one. Andy, I hate to break it to you here, but I think the Saints got this one this week, man. What with Jameis Winston at quarterback at home? Bad, to be fair, and he actually gives them a much, much better field stretching capability with that cannon. Uh, that defense for the Saints is really, really good, man. Really good, and you know this to be true. If there's any team that always screws over the Bucks, it's always the Saints. They have some kind of secret weapon that makes them better than normal against the Buccaneers. It's just true. But Steve, yes, they do, but not always in the Superdome. Every time we've upset the saints has always been in the Superdome. It's always okay. been in the Superdome. So I'm just saying, I know you get Alvin Kamara back this week, but you're also starting Jameis Winston. I don't uh, hate that name, man. I, he's, he's I cannot believe W Andy. He's ready to eat a W. <laughs> I cannot believe shout out to our chat. Yeah. Shout out to our old intro made by, uh, uh, Nebraska, our, our, um, three Oh nine collector three one nine, whatever. But, um, Brandon chat, shout out to Brandon. Uh, but the, but the bucks here, I can't believe this over under 40.5 total points. Are you kidding me? Why? That's so low because of the, I get it. The past Saints passing defense, great top top five in the NFL right now. The Bucks passing defense, pretty solid. Six in yards allowed per pass, fifteenth overall. The Bucks run defense, thirteenth overall, twelfth in yards allowed per carry. So we got a defensive battle setting up here. The Bucks run offense has been terrible. Rashad White still seems like he's already twenty eight. 29 it looks like he's already taken 3,000 carries out there uh but but to to his to his um his credit uh sean tucker couldn't do anything either he got swallowed up at the line and the eagles the eagles front seven is ferocious man it's no joke no joke so uh yeah man this one's gonna be tough but i i don't know i think we have our offense has been playing 
a lot better than what people thought. And there was a couple passes that just didn't quite get connected on between Baker and Mike Evans Monday night. Agreed. That doesn't happen. What one thing I do want to check on real quick is, is the injury status of Marshawn Lattimore. Because you know this this battle between uh Marshawn Lattimore and so uh, a, he is a thorn in his side, man. He's the one guy that can really keep Evans in check. It's it. That's it, man. He's the guy. He's the guy. So I gotta look up the injury status on Lattimore real quick. I don't know if you saw. I'm sure you watched, Andy. It looked like uh, Devin White actually looked alive out there this week. He made a couple plays. Yeah, and Devin White wasn't actually at practice today. He played the full game, but he wasn't at practice today. They said it um, It could just be precautionary, like a veteran rest day. It's nothing serious, but it's just a maintenance on – you know, kind of giving him a veteran rest day. I don't know why I'm I'm not finding it. While you're while you're tinkering there, it popped up that uh, Christian Watson now expected to play Thursday night. All right, man. There we go. So that changes, and there might be there might be props coming out for Christian Watson. Now, uh, Lattimore's Lattimore's good to go, man. It's it's going to be on. Between him and Mike Evans, it's going to be super interesting. It's it's uh, the kind of game that could be an under, honestly. Like the typical Bucks Saints games are like sixteen to nine. You know, <laughs> I gotta go Bucks. I gotta go Bucks. We're gonna and, win with a. It's you know what? Neither team is really jumping off the page, but Saints have looked pretty good, even with a mediocre or non-existent running game with Kamara back. Oof. I'm a little worried, man. All right. Washington Commanders at the, the that are actually two and one, but we're coming off a game. And I put it on the uh, thumbnail buy or sell Sam Howell, Steve. He threw four interceptions last week. You know, you got to kind of remember that it's what his third or fourth career game, basically, at this point. So too soon to say, but not the direction you'd want to be looking. He has had a lot of turnovers. Um, and you may start to think that it, a couple more games like that may uh, jeopardize their season and thus have them put Mr. Brisket back in. But um, he's he's going to be able to come out this week and play. But, man, following off a four-interception game and then having to play the Eagles the next week in Philly, not looking good, man. Uh, I think the Eagles easily win this one, even though the Washington defense is actually really good. Brock Purdy up, probably a record high that I've seen in this app. Um, 80% on his base prism PSA 10 to 190. 70% on his silver prism PSA 10 up to almost 1,000. And the uh, Sam Howell's down 20%, 50, 58, and uh, 242 for his silver prism. So just, just now a, uh, uh, a fraction a fourth of what Brock Purdy is trading at. Yeah, I would be, I would be leery. He's, he's walking a tight line right now. The Eagles are a tough team. I, I, I don't think there's any way. I know the commanders have given the Eagles fits, but that was in a let's, totally let's, different situation with Taylor Heineke. 
Yeah, and let's let's echo what we said last year. You know, we said, oh, you know, well, they have an easy schedule, so therefore they're going to go to the playoffs. But it it wasn't just because of that. We knew they were good. And then people said, well, you know, they have a hard schedule this year, so they're not going to do good. Clearly not the case. 3-0, and probably going to be 4-0. and Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles here too. DeAndre Swift been a big, uh, big revelation, man. It seems like, especially the fact I, I noticed uh, Kenny Gamewell was wearing a flak jacket. Uh, he may have had a micro fracture in one of his ribs. And so they are easing him back into action. So it's not like he's going to take over anytime bell cow roll anytime soon. Plus, uh, Swifty's hot right now. Swifty is really hot. Uh, Swifty's yeah. all, all the talk, man. For the Eagles yeah. and for the and for the Chiefs. When you're averaging 160 yards a game over two games, it's uh, easy to be hyped up. All right. Bengals finally getting on the board. Big game from Jamar Chase. Throwing the ball a lot more in this game. Uh, going up against Titans, who have uh, not been playing good. In fact, a uh, lot of lot of speculation on the on the Titans right now. Steve, who do you got in this one? Bengals are they starting to pick up steam? So Burrow had a full practice today. It wasn't your traditional practice. It was more of the walkthrough variety. But from what I read, it's the first one of those he's had this season for a Wednesday, so that's positive. He made it through the whole game without any setbacks. If you notice, the leg is obviously bothering him. He's not throwing too far downfield, uh, which sucks because the Titans' secondary, not the best. In fact, probably one of the weaker ones in the league, whereas their run defense is really, really good. That being said, the Titans' O-line is probably the worst in the league, and the Bengals' front four looked really good this week. Uh, so just on defense and the fact that it's Burrow alone, they inch it out. Maybe a six-point win. I got the Bengals. Oh, man. I think you're spot on here. I think you're spot on here, man. Bengals as well. All right. Raiders at Chargers, 4 o'clock. We only have uh, three 4 o'clock games and a Monday night game. But they get excited. Because you get you get into the AFC West now, you get a divisional matchup. We get a different quarterback for the Raiders. Uh, this is exciting. The, Herbert throwing the ball a ton this year and throwing it deeper. You're trying to totally, you know, he's trying to totally uh, shake off the rust from last year. They get a home game, forty-eight point five over under. Both teams one and two divisional matchup. Steve, who you got? So they pulled it off last week without Eckler. They pulled it off last week without Mike Evans for a majority of the game. Mike Williams. Or yeah. Mike, yeah, excuse me, Mike Williams. Um, I think that they still have enough firepower to win again. But uh, it is actually a possibility that Eckler does come back this week. But let's be honest, they're, they have no running game without him. And uh, if he if he comes back, I think it'll be a cakewalk. But they'll, they'll manage to make it through the game and I think pull the win out. O'Connell could have a decent game if he plays, but... That's it, man. This is the week for O'Connell. This is the week for O'Connell to break out, and if his cards could be the biggest winner. The Chargers I, is the secondary you would want to play against next to the Vikings for your first. Yeah, their 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 passing defense has been the worst in the league right now. They're thirty second in DVOA and thirty second against y- yards allowed per pass. So right now, this is Aiden. This is Aiden O'Connell's coming out party. Like, wow. That, whew, hit the like button for that, guys. 
Hell yeah. I like that. Yeah. I don't know if they win this game necessarily because uh, it's going to be a shootout. Uh, I'm definitely going to be looking at this game to build some stacks around and some slips, some overs. I'm going overs on, on these passing offenses as well. Yeah, this is another one of those big time matchups. I think you gotta you gotta tackle this weekend in uh, in a lot of formats. You know, fantasy pickums on underdog fantasy. Use that promo code Quest. Get that hundred percent instant deposit bonus, guys. And then uh, in cards as well. Aiden O'Connell. We looked at him earlier, man. There's there's values to be had. Always a tough team to to predict and bet against is the Patriots, man. Dallas and the Cowboys just lost to the Cardinals. You know, Dak Prescott looks like a hot piece of garbage, man. You know, that here's one thing to take away from that. And it's maybe not that the Cowboys are bad, but I think that no one really gave the Cardinals defense a shot in hell. Like the Cardinals defense is actually not bad. Cardinals offense, that's a whole different story. But Cardinals defense, clearly not that bad. Uh, some some learning experiences there. As far as – and here's just a little piece of advice. Anytime you see, like, the best team in the league or one of the best teams in the league play one of the worst, that's almost always a game that I never want anything to do with as far as the line, picking the winner. There's, there's always an, a heavy on one side, and it almost always disappoints. Hot, it, yeah, it, it, because it's at any given Sunday, like, severe underdog – chip on the shoulder oh man it's a recipe for for stuff to go wrong so we got patriots the- plus seven we got the spread uh team total 43 and a half and dallas is a minus 296 yeah dak prescott's only taken four deep shots this year four that's it they haven't really you know what though well okay with the exception of this last week he hasn't really had to. I mean, the defense is, That's true. has had them ahead by so much. Uh, so right. it's even hard to gauge what Prescott's fantasy stock is going to be for the rest of the year. But I think with, you know, losing a, D, a D-back uh, of that caliber, you know, that there is a hit the defense takes. Yeah, Tra- Trayvon Diggs uh, out for the season with a torn ACL. I could, see, I could see this being like a narrower game, like Cowboys just edging it out. So I wouldn't take like the minus seven. But I think- All right, so so we look at, right, you talked about the game script, but this past week against Arizona in a negative game script, he did throw the ball more in terms of quantity. His attempts went up from 24 against New York to in week one to 40 against Arizona this past week, but a completion percentage of 62.5 with 249 passing yards. So the A dot is pretty low. And, uh, you know, he had that interception. So, uh, I don't, I didn't, I didn't actually see that interception. So I don't know if it was like, uh, I, I, I get, I get people, if, if it was on the receiver, then excuse me, you know, um, uh, but if it was egregious on Dak, which I believe, if I believe it the was one at the end of the game, is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. 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 He, he threw to a receiver that had three guys standing around him, so that was definitely on him. Great decision. Great yep. decision, Dak. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, the Patriots have looked formidable every week, but they haven't looked good. And, yeah, I get it. 
Arizona just lost to, or excuse me, Arizona just beat the Cowboys. Naturally, everyone's going to be leaning away from the Cowboys, which is why you should be leaning toward them. Yeah, I'm Cowboys all day, man. I just, Mac Jones has made me like the Patriots less now. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the, the jock kick or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah, plus because I own uh, a Mac Jones card. And I'm like, come on, man! What are you doing? You you, you already are are fighting an uphill battle, and so you, want, you are you to uh, hit the deep ball on the field, not not on the field, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Th- this one now. Come on, now you talk about the underdog. <laughs> and the Cardinals are now going to the 49ers in San Francisco. Is there any way in hell that they <sighs> they win this? This is the kind of game that, again, you stay away from the point spread on, man. Uh, yeah, the Niners, I think, are a level better than the uh, than the Cowboys. I don't think there's any chance they lose this game, but I would absolutely stay away from point spread. I uh, yeah, that fourteen point spread, no. I I don't I I'm staying away from this game altogether. I do think it's exciting you get Brandon Ayuk back, who is an absolute alpha stud in Week One. So and and part of Week Two before he had to leave, so he comes back this week, recovering from a minor shoulder injury. That's exciting, and uh, the rest of San Francisco seems to be pretty healthy. And uh, man, I I don't see any way any way at all the Cardinals get through this but you're right i don't i don't want to touch it because i think it could be fairly yeah. close it's what's known as a trap trap yeah in the, in the chat yeah it's definitely that's that that's we definitely a chip. with the cowboys last week and when you're like hey man there's no way that team can lose yep that's when they lose so don't don't fall for the trap yeah because uh i mean even the cardinals like defense the run defense is right in the middle of the pack pass defense right in the middle of the pack so it's like I I don't know. They're yeah. not turning the ball over though. I mean that they're they're playing like respectable football. They're not obviously knocking anybody's socks off, but they're they're There's doing great. They're there's a great card play. There's a great card play to make on the 49ers. Do you know who it is, Steve? Uh is it Ayuk? <laughs> Huh, well, maybe. Well, we've been maybe. talking about him. I figured you were talking about somebody else, but who, who he, are you he's actually—I mean—he makes sense because he's coming off an injury dip. I just think he's pretty obvious. So I think, like, I—I I haven't really seen that much of a dip on him, you know, um, a little one, little one, but not much of one. Now, I was actually thinking of the run offense. I was thinking of Elijah Mitchell. I like that. Have, yeah, have that, have that stash because. It's hard to find a decent uh, 49ers running back that was actually drafted by the 49ers and that's young, got any type of, you know, like within the first two to three years of their career. And uh, if anything happened to CMC, Elijah Mitchell would step into a big role, a big role. And he, he his values would immediately spike. And if so, they end up in a, in a game script where they're ahead, you know, by a lot, yeah, McCaffrey that's the other way. Out there. So while it seems like yeah. an easy matchup on paper, like it could be the kind of game McCaffrey plays less than normal, and and uh, you know Mitchell plays more than normal. So just be careful. 
Obviously, right. you have McCaffrey, you're starting him. I'm not saying to bench him. Don't don't be silly. Yeah, right. but, Hell no. But just be aware that if they get out to a huge lead, they're not going to be marching them out there. Yeah. All right. Chiefs at, at the Jets Sunday night. Uh, this is the straw that breaks the camel's back that, that, that they're hiring Colin Kaepernick or Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz because, dear God, this is going to be – this is going to be funny to watch. This is going to be fun to watch. Like just from a watch the end of, of Zach Wilson's career. You know, it's sad because I think that with a year or two behind Rogers, he could have actually developed a bit more. And, uh, you know, obviously that's not the case now, but this is the kind of game that the chiefs defense could actually be the highest scoring uh, fantasy asset on the team this week. <laughs> the Chiefs defense. I love it. You know, uh, I yeah, I, if anybody, if I'm betting on anybody, if I'm making plays on anybody, it's the Jets run game and Brees Hall. I'm not I'm not going to Dalvin Cook, but I I like Brees Hall. And I, I like Garrett Wilson, but you know, he needs yeah. a quarterback. Well the, the problem, Andy, is that if if they're in a massive negative game strip and they're behind the whole game, the run goes out the window. That's the big problem. You know what I mean? So unless it's close and unless you're a dual threat running back where you're going to be in on passing plays, run game shot, you know, the run game shot. So I, I don't know what to make of the Jets this week other than probably hide. Don't don't start any of these guys unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, you would be in a different situation if they're playing the Giants or the Seahawks, but this could end up a game where they're down by 21 at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jets fans. Uh, no, I know you're not looking forward to this one. Um, and then Monday night, eight fifteen, we have the Seahawks traveling to New York to play the Giants. Uh, Giants finally getting on the board here, one and two, and Seahawks two and one. Well, the Giants got on the board in week two, and then they lost week three to the Forty ers in that uh, Thursday night game. And now they get the Seahawks who are coming off uh, uh, that uh, game finale game finale win last week. Was it um, – uh, who do you got in this game, Steve? Man, the Seahawks have looked uh, pretty decent. Uh, you know, the first two weeks, Gino looked like a deflated tire. Uh, and then this past week, he looked pretty good. So it's hard to say which Geno we're going to get. But uh, the real question is, which Daniel Jones are, are we going to get? And I think that's a bigger factor this week because is it is this the new Daniel Jones that has somehow regressed or is it the rest of the team that's holding them back realistically? I think mm -hmm. without Barkley in there, uh, I got to roll with the Seahawks. Mm. I think I rolled with the Seahawks too. No Barkley. You had a pretty good Seahawks run defense thus far, which b before last year, that was a big struggle there. So uh, numbers I'm looking at right now, Seahawks run defense is in the, the top 10 of the NFL. So I know it's only three weeks, but yeah, I say no Barkley. Yeah, you've had, a, I think you've had a pretty clear regression in Daniel Jones. I'm starting to think he was the one-year wonder, not the Geno Smith. Uh, I think Geno Smith is, looked pretty solid and I think he could I think he's got like opportunity to grow um so I'm still 
I'm still really interested in the Seahawks um, offense, especially when you look at all their skill position weapons and talent they have there, man. So I, I got Seahawks here on the road as well. If you look at Daniel Jones outside of Dable, the first really good season he had last year was the first season Saquon stayed healthy for the whole year. Oh. You know, I, don't, I don't think that there's any mystery that those two are in some way related. So um, until Saquon comes back, I'd be really worried about what he can do. I mean, he's getting outscored by, I mean, Kenny Pickett has more fantasy points right now. There's a lot of guys that do. So he, uh, he's got his, he's got his work cut out for him, but again, it's a long season. Whatever has happened has happened. And, uh, only what happens moving forward is really the only thing that matters now. That's it guys. What happens moving forward is the only thing that moves that really matters. Stop living in the past. Look forward to the future. Good luck in week four, Steve. This has been a great show. Uh, had a blast as usual. Guys, if you're still tuned in, make sure you subscribe. Check it out. Share with a friend. Check out all of our premium content. Love you guys. Come see us in the Discord. Thanks for sticking around tonight. Peace.